Before we begin today's episode, we at the Good Anime Palette Podcast would like to inform you listeners that alcohol was consumed during this recording. Now, obviously, with the winter holidays coming up, it's a time to rejoice and be merry. But it's most important to be healthy and mindful with our family and friends. So please remember to drink responsibly. Now then, on to today's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Good Anime Palette Podcast. This is episode number 48, our season four finale. You would think that the fourth time around, we would get this down pat, and guess what? Absolutely. I am joined here by my co-host, Will, and I am your other co-host, Jason, ready to wrap up 2022. How's it going, dude? Do you hear that silky, silky supersonic vibrancy of our voices it's great to be back in our office actually recording with our actual equipment and not having to do stuff remotely it, 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 it was like at least what two months since we last recorded properly together and then the last two recordings we did we did it remotely and at least this is all like some of the behind the scenes stuff i had a lot of technical issues in terms of editing this shit um using our backup equipment so it's nice to finally sit down with our regular microphones our regular sound card and our regular desk setup so um i'm super happy to be back finally properly recording face to face with my partner in crime mr fluffy senpai for season four the finale episode it's 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 a wonderful time to be alive and it's it, right, right smack bang in like the winter season christmas is around the corner so there's lots of things to celebrate to, uh, today yeah, and uh, guess what? I actually don't really care too much about the equipment, the backup, and the logistical issues because I encountered less. Doesn't mean that yours are not justified. But I just I can physically see you, and I can just like I can touch, look, I can touch you, I can uh. touch you. And uh, also, as per usual, uh, with the finale, we are not only giving out serious-ish and stupid-ish awards, but Will and I are also getting wasted. So uh, this time around, we got a sake called Laughing Man. Laughing? Laughing with Sake. Laughing with Sake. Uh, but the, the Shusen Aiko Laughing with Sake, Dai Ginjo Sake. Not sponsored, but... It's, uh, it's delicious. It's rock solid, and it's, you know, genuineness. Its quality is no laughing matter because we are enjoying the heck out of this sake, and we will go straight into our awards for season four, which is the past six months, right? Yeah. So so here's the thing. We have been doing this four times. Well, this is our, our fourth time doing the, the season finale episode, right? So do we need to go over like housekeeping in terms of what the award categories are, how we're going to be doing them? Or do you think maybe everybody's kind of heard how we do this we just go straight into our nominations for each category that we have listed yeah i think with the stupidish maybe we'll consider defining it a little bit but the serious ones are so straightforward so i think we should just go at it but first uh will let's have a drink first kanpai my man cheers oh that is good it's so smooth 
I also like it how you put it all the way on your side, so I can't just pour us a cup out you, of nowhere. Oh, actually, you know what? Just for logistics, I'll put it right in the middle. All right. So usually we have a runner-up and a winner for each of our categories. Sometimes we have a no contest where we have a winner. And let's start with our first serious-ish awards with our favorite seasonal anime from season four. Just to be clear, this is season four of our podcast, so within this last six months. Yeah, so that means that it, in terms of what we have covered, there would have been topics uh, that were covered between episodes 37 through to 47. Uh, and 47.5. And 47.5 as well. Um, and then within those uh, episodes, we also covered uh, quite a few seasonals as well. So that would be the uh, summer season of 2022 along with the fall season of 2022. So, it, look, there may be some series that are featured uh, in fall 2022, even though it's not finished. But this is also our, our podcast, our awards. Our rules. Yeah, so we do whatever the heck we want. So, Will, do you want to go first? Or, or, or you want to you wanna head things off? So my one is a nomination. Like, just straight up, like, this is the only winner for me. Oh, shit. But it does have a technicality on it because it's not finished. Not to mention, like, the reason why it's not finished is because of the Rona, the COVID. Uh, you I, know damn well which one it is. Lo, lo, none other. Give, give, give me a second. Let me call up my relatives real quick. You got your aunt. Your dad, your mom, your sister, your grandfather, grandmother, but you can't reach your uncle because he's been in a coma for a long, 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 long time. And all of a sudden he wakes up and he remembers he's a fucking Sega fan. He's a Nintendo fan. It's none other than OG-san Isekai. Uncle Isekai. Or Uncle from Another World. Yeah. It was... Uh, I, I really much enjoyed it because I remember you told me about this like a while ago before it started airing in the in the summer. It was a summer anime. Um, so, unfortunately, because of a situation with one of the producers or one of the animators who unfortunately got COVID and they had a bit of a breakout, they needed to stabilize things, make sure that it was a safe work environment before everyone can go back into the studio. Um, episodes, I think, seven and onwards... Uh, had been shuttered, right? Something like that, yeah. And so, therefore, like I think it was only like a couple weeks ago that they started bringing back the episodes. And we've talked about this before. Actually, you brought this up as well. That like, whilst of course it is like the right thing to do, it does do a number on its mal score. And not to say the mal score is like super important for anime nowadays, because you can see like series with like a six or even a five get greenlit for a second season. But it was unfortunate that whilst Uncle Isekai was holding strong at like an 8.01, 8.02 on my anime list, it started dipping down. Last I checked, it was a 7.85. That is correct. Currently, yeah. it is a 7.85. Still very respectable, but not an 8.2 at some point. It, it doesn't had. matter to me, though. It was it was, it was was just a fun time watching. It was, a, it was a, a refreshing, like, a refreshing watch of, like... <laughs> I'm going to go more into it later on in our Stupidish Awards. It was just nice to see an Isekai, or even, a, in this case, a reverse Isekai that I very much enjoyed and never really questioned anything, never really critiqued anything. Even if there were any sort of inconsistencies or abnormalities with the series, it was just high-octane comedy, a lot of slapstick, a lot of like one of those... like. Oh my god! Like facepalm cringe moments, but I mean, literally the characters facepalm. It's 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 just a fun time. I very much enjoy the character, um, the, the, the uncle essentially, and how all the characters around him are like, dude, you've been gone for like twenty years, and all of a sudden now it's like, 
the world has moved on. But for him, it's like, okay, right. But I've gained all these powers. I'm going to use them in the real world. No, 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 no. You're, 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 you're crazy. Look, lie down, get a rest, and then all of a sudden he starts floating. He flies from city to city, and he's like, oh, this, this Amazon Express kind of, uh, this Amazon Prime delivery is taking too long. Uh, I'll, I'll be right back. Flies over to the destination to pick up his fucking package, brings it back, and lo and behold, it's a Sega game. That's all he wanted to use his powers for. It's just, it's, it's so simple, but at the same time, like the amount of enjoyment that I got out of it superseded any other seasonal that I watched. There are some seasonals that I want to like highlight later on, or whenever the, whenever the right spotlight comes up for it. But yeah, no, like it, it, it was like a no brainer. Uncle Isekai was my favorite seasonal for the season four recordings of the GAP. So Uncle Isekai did not make my list. It was third place. But Ooh. second place for my favorite seasonal from season four is Call of the Night that premiered in summer 2022. Now, Call of the Night is a vampire love story that has a lot of problems for sure. I think the romance relationship is a bit sus if you think about it some I think, more. I think some of the pacing in the first couple episodes took a little while but i mean like that's that shouldn't be like a major criticism like most episodes like do take a little bit of time to grow before the series becomes a more like consumable property and uh i think that reflects on my opinion of the manga as well like towards i guess later on when things start to actually branch out do i realize that call of the night is actually way more than it appears to be and but one thing i like to highlight about why it is my favorite seasonal anime runner-up is because the direction, the color, oh, a lot of the aesthetics, the presentation is like the top music notch. is it, it looks, very spot on. It looks really, really good. Like you could not see any more shades of purple than in this series, and it it it, it holds itself well. And from I, a, from a from an aesthetic purpose, uh, orange, orange and purple are my favorite colors. So you know you know how to please me. Uh, call of the night. So. There you go. You have uh, congratulations. You are the runner up. Unfortunately, you're not the winner though, because that is given to Bochi the Rock that premiered in fall 2022. Yeah. So that that series this season has been doing like numbers. It's 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 an eight point seven one right now, right? Bro, or is it higher than that? It's higher than that. You ready for this? This eight, is it's eight point third eight, place. Eight point eight six. 8.81, second to Chainsaw Man right. with 8.83. So, so I was correct, 8.81. So there you go. That, that, oh, no, I said 8.71. Yeah, that's even higher than I – Jesus. It is 0.02 from Chainsaw Man. Just think about that for a sec. So, would like okay, just to, like, make it very, very simple, but this is, like, airhead airhead monkey brain thinking. Is this just a good K-On? Okay, so I like K-On, but this is more uh, a relatable – K-On, I guess. Bro, but it's like, when you when you watch K-On, it's like, you want to start a band, but you don't have instruments. And it just so happens that one of your band members happens to have a family member who owns a music store in downtown Tokyo. So, of course, you spend a whole episode just going around playing with guitars. Yeah, and you, have, you, you start with no talent, and then you become talented. But what happens when it's the inverse, where you're super talented, but and you want to be a rock star, but you can't really perform, and you have social anxiety, and you have dread? And you can't make friends, and all you do is play guitar. Jesus, okay. So it, it takes it's on so a lot relatable. more like serious, like 
social cultural issues, social cultural norms, and mixes in with like the pursuit of excellence, the pursuit of talent, and just trying to like take on something that is is a passion. Well, do you remember an old show that would be in our teenage years called Dharma? Oh, it rings wears a bell. glasses, very deadpan. Man, it's it's been a long time. So, I mean, refresh my memory, senpai. Just think of it like a a very socially withdrawn, with social anxiety, trying to fit in all this kind of teenage angst, but very talented at the guitar, trying to make it out and make friends, and it just so happens to kind of be a Kaon ripoff in that sense. But unlike Kaon, well, yeah, unlike Kaon, it was done by Cloverworks. Super solid. So the animation quality is also, like, everything works out really well for Bochi the Rock. Listen, when you mix in claymation, real-life footage, and just glitchy electronic footage, it's kind of weird, bro. And I kind of dig it a lot. Do you have a favorite character so far? Or perhaps maybe it'll feature in best waifu, best best girl? Nah. Not yet? Oh, okay. Nah. Just no. But it is my favorite uh, seasonal anime from season four. Our next one, our next award, is our favorite backlog from season four. So this is simple. It's just whatever that wasn't a seasonal, that wasn't airing at the time. Usually we're talking about series that were like from 2015 and before. Some of them even as old as 2004. Um, So, Or we just didn't cover it. while it was airing exactly right i mean like 2004 i was like what like 12 or 13 so like i i wasn't ready to do a podcast at that point why'd you have to put your age out there like that people can do math man that's fine i mean like people could know which which year i was born in they're not gonna know which which date i was born unless you unless you unless you dox me and like start letting people know what my birth date is don't let them know what my social security number is either what about my birthday uh it was october no uh, anyways, <laughs> that's a bit awkward, but none other. It's, uh, it's 88, though, right? No. 87? Yes. Uh, so, okay. Thank thank you for putting me on the spot. My runner it, it, it would have been 86 because that was a fantastic anime. My favorite backlog <laughs> runner up from season four is Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Oh, so, my God. I forgot about that one. Oh. Um, I used to think very highly of studio trigger now i think they're invincible uh i also did not care too much about spinoffs or adapted properties because they're always just kind of like a you know cash in your check that kind of thing but the cyberpunk genre has like has been with you like for well over like 20 20 years i have to be honest it's one of my favorite genres after slash uh like before slice of life even i would say cyberpunk you know goes in a shell and whatnot so I was relatively skeptical when I saw the super duper crazy high score it got in the first couple of days of its premiere. And then as I watched it, I really understood the world building, the the production behind it. It was genuinely a very, very good portrayal of not only cyberpunk, just a very good portrayal of the cyberpunk IP by uh, CD Projekt Red and the tabletop RPG game. Yeah, so like you you saw right, you saw the trailer, you saw the studio, you saw the 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 voice cast. Like 
and, and then of course later on you're like, ah, let's just give it some time. Then you saw the mouse core, and you're just like, this is like too good to be true. Yeah, there's there, there, no there, way. There, there must be a catch. But there then when you be. watched, it, and I watched it too. Um, if if I had space for a third pick, that would probably be like in there as well. Do you know how influential Edge Runner is? Maybe and maybe it's not that influential, but CD Projekt Red had to patch the storyline of Cyberpunk Edge Runners back into the game of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I guess in a way to tie it in, but also because in a way. Edge Runners is getting a lot of buzz for a game that has been plagued with bugs and glitches and just not very positive. It, it took a long time for like Cyberpunk to get to the level it is now. Like, and I still haven't Cyberpunk played it. 27, uh, 2077. Yeah, or, and, yeah, yeah, twenty seventy seven. And I still haven't played it because Neither I'm waiting. But um, I do think it'll be okay. But I, I, I mean, like the number one thing for me though is just the fact that they use uh, Franz Ferdinand. For their for their opening, I was like, oh, that that was that was a hype moment for me. Solid, solid opening and opening credits and ending credits. So it is my favorite runner-up backlog from season four. There's not much else needs to be said about it because you probably watched it or heard about it anyways. Will, what you got? Yeah. So my nomination was uh, a series that I watched during our closet cleanup. Um, this was a, a very very heartwarming and comfortable slice of life uh kimi to boku or you and me um seeing i've watched both seasons uh this was a uh, series that was produced by jc staff very very good when it comes to slice of life and comedy very very terrible when it comes to you know showing in action uh, but uh let's not minus railgun okay yeah wow that is a series i'll probably have to um, end up watching at some point when i do a um i gotta watch them all huh so good so back on to you and me Slice of Life, kind of like a high school comedy about a, a you know a little troop of boys that you know just try and navigate through life and understand like what it means to you know enjoy your youth, but also have that sort of like fearful like loathing of what it means to grow up. And uh, I, I thought all the characters were were very well done. I thought the twins in the series were like my favorite uh, two characters throughout the whole series. Um, and it's like it, it's it's not quite the pinnacle of Iyashike, like the the whole like there's nothing going on, but that's why it's so calming and soothing. Um, but it's pretty damn close to being there. Uh, there's like hints of romance, there's hints of drama, there's a, even a little segment on like shonen as well. So it has a, a little dab of everything that I like in anime, uh, especially now like with Slice of Life too. It's like I've gone like a long way from the first recording we did, where literally like I did like, we, we did like a, a top ten list of stuff um, for our After Dark series, and the majority of it was shonen as fuck. So. It's uh, nice now to be able to at least come back and say, hey, look, I still like my shonen, but this is a pretty damn good slice of life, and I'm really glad that I watched it. I'm glad I picked that shit out of the hat. So uh, you and me, you get the uh, the second place of my favorite backlog anime of season four. My winner was also from uh, Clean Up. Wait, really? Ooh. It is my favorite backlog, the winner from season four of the Good Night Pal podcast. It wasn't Yashike, is it? It wasn't. The cold, sorry. scorching hot sun couldn't block the cold and harsh winter that these characters go through. None other than... Actually, wait, it wasn't from Clean Up Shit. I was going to say. Was it from Clean Up? It was from... It's Vinland Saga, dude. Wit Studio? Wit, it's from Wit Studio. Wow. 
Vinland Saga is my favorite. I am so glad that it finally got a feature from your side because for the longest time I was waving. Okay, so besides waving the you got to watch the Ranking of Kings flag, I was also waving the Vinland Saga uh, flag. And when it finally came around to you watching it, it was so good to hear that you had high praises for it. I mean, you knew that I was going to at least check it out because season two is coming out in January, right? And I just remembered, yes, it is from Wit Studio, not from Cleanup. So when we did our Wit Studio analysis, my God, it's basically Game of Thrones-esque or Vikings, you know, that those live-action TV shows. And it's so brutal, so good. I loved every minute of it. Now, is there a problem? Are there problems? Absolutely. I think the titular character in the first season is a bit iffy, but I think that's also by design. So that's not like a very fair statement. I, I think that, I, I but think it's that, an accurate one that's in a my pre- opinion. That's a pretty good representation of like Thorfinn himself, right? He is a problematic, a problematic character who carries a lot of flaws and cracks. And so therefore it's like, it's very much portrayed on screen and it's very easy to pick up. Like there's going to be a lot of issues with this character, but you want to see that journey of him at least like finding resolution, finding peace. Um, I don't think he's gonna find that anytime soon, given how the trajectory of the series goes. Um, I do, I do want to propose two questions though about Villain Saga. What's up? One, how did you find the whole sort of like mixing of languages from like English to Norwegian or da- Danish to like German and like it, but it's all spoken in Japanese and it's like all of a sudden like you're speaking Japanese, but then like it'll pan to the other character and say, "I have no idea what he's saying. I don't speak Flemish." Okay, I think that's fine because okay. they acknowledge the language. So then, yeah, I mean, the only second best thing in my opinion is do the actual language and potentially do it poorly because you might use the real actual Japanese voice actors that cannot really pronounce things very well and then have like Japanese subtitles and then have our English subtitles on top of that. But the fact that they acknowledge that, historically speaking... And from an anime perspective, is good enough for me. And it's as good as it can get. Now, the second question I have is um, Villain Saga, as we've reported before, is going the same way as um, the transition from season three of Attack on Titan through to the final season, in which the studio is handing over to, is being handed over to MAPPA. So, do you feel that there's going to be any issues with that transition? Because we've seen, like, there were a lot of. Like, there were a lot to of your eternity, season two says hi. But the main one was, you know, a lot of people were complaining about the CGI and like the animation quality going in from with Studio to Mappa for like for Attack on Titan. And in the end, I think like it very much sounds that doubter is like it was a very very solid adaptation from with uh, from Mappa. But this is Vinland Saga we're talking about. It's a completely different one. It's nowhere near as big. It is popular, but like if I was to wager which one was more popular, Attack on Titan or Wits- or or, or, or um, Vinland Saga, no question, right? So, do you feel that it would get enough attention to detail in terms of like being able to showcase what was so good about Wit, but also still do it in the Mappa style? Uh, if or, maybe, I, or maybe you have a different take on it, like. Gun to my head, I would say MAPPA will do a good job just because they usually pump out very high-quality stuff. Whether or not their staff is of healthy quality afterwards is an entirely different issue. But uh, I can't wait to have to report on that. We're, we're going to be seeing reports of you know MAPPA burnout again at some point. 
again, it's like it's it's the cycle. But they have always done a very relatively solid job, even if you incorporate three D. I don't think any of that is. Let's just say if you have to hand it off to a studio to entrust it with, Mappa is like your ideal slash, oh, I didn't even consider it because I didn't even think about it was possible, but here we are. So I think they're in safe hands until I see anything that refutes that. Yeah, we're going to have to wait and then just, just, just consume it. I mean, it's coming out next season, so let's just hope that uh, you know Mappa holds true to the word and, and actually produces something that is you know, of good substantial quality, just like how they did the transition uh, from Wood Studio for Attack on Titan. So, guys, we then go into our... Not th- yet. I only have my runner-up. You and me was my runner-up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So this one is... Uh, I'm going to drink on that one. That's it, a punishment. It, in my opinion, there was no like debate in terms of what my favorite series was in terms of consumed backlog anime for season four. It was none other than NHK ni Yokoso, or Welcome to the NHK. Now, when we were talking about this series, we were talking about it in rather sensitive, uh, not as easy to sort of like navigate waters, um, because we were covering this within our mental conditions and mental health uh, episode, um, which was episode 44? Two. 42. I never get that right. Um, but it was... It, it was still a good opportunity to be able to highlight some of the more stigmatized, more controversial topics, uh, especially within anime, because of the fact that it's um, it poses a lot of you know cultural questions and implications of you know what it means to like, inhabit and also live in a society where you know especially during an era where mental health wasn't necessarily something that was super known or super highlighted. Um, to actually have a series that came out in the mid two thousands of all times, um, actually go in depth in terms of what it means to live with a varying level of uh, debilitating mental conditions. The characters were perfectly done, in my opinion. Um, And it was just nice to see as well that like when characters start finding resolution, finding that place where they can feel safe, it, it, it wasn't an easy journey for them to get there. And I thought that, you know, this is something we discussed in that episode, episode 42, that this is a journey that shouldn't be as easy as getting from point A to point B. There are so many obstacles, so it's like so much like tra- ground you have to traverse through to be able to find solace and find that safe space. Welcome to the AHK was a very refreshing take on what it actually means to struggle, what it actually means to be able to live with a condition that society shuns and how you not necessarily overcome it, but how you integrate it into your own life so that you can live comfortably with it. And it doesn't matter so much about how society feel, views you, how they you know, treat you. Um, I, I, I just really, really, really enjoyed watch, watching Welcome to AHK. It was very thought-provoking, wonderfully animated for what it was when it came out during, at that time. Um, of all studios, too, Studio Gonzo, right? Like... They they, they they have hits and misses here and there, but this was absolutely a hit for me. Um, I I can't say anything else other than it was clearly the number one anime pick for me from my backlog of season four. You can also say that please don't read the manga or the novel that is based on unless if you really want to feel dread. Because apparently, according to Will, 
the anime is already considered lighthearted. It's it's the it's the watered down like quite censored version of it. It's pretty rough in the manga, but it's extremely extremely terrible in oh, the light novel. By terrible, we don't mean of bad quality. We just mean uh, it might trigger people, yeah. right? It, it's it, I mean in the end, right? We're still talking about a very sensitive topic, and the novel and the manga go places where. People might not be able to stomach it, or people might have stronger reactions to it, and not necessarily positive reactions to it. Um, but again, it com- it just comes down to the added holder, or even if like if you live with such conditions, like you might be more attuned to be able to give a more comprehensive perspective on what's being portrayed within the the words on the manga or the novel. But for for everyone else, I think it's it's very much worth checking out. Welcome to HK. Just to get yourself a new perspective on struggle and 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 coming to terms with with illness uh, in society in an anime form. So, anime, if you exclude anime originals, usually comes from a source of adaptation, and that goes into our third category for our series of awards. Our favorite manga that hella needs an adaptation. I only have. One winner, no contest. It's obvious because I referenced it. I said it when I talked about it. It is Dan to Dan from Jump Plus Manga Plus about the psychic fighting, spirit fighting, duo, pair, rom-com, shenanigans, Shonen action that everyone loves from Viz Media, Shonen Jump, and it hella hella needs an adaptation or at the very least uh deserves your attention for the manga because the double panel shots are constant and are very beautifully drawn and the only time that it will take to get an anime adaptation is if i can get it shorter by praying you just really want to read about those human bananas right was it walnuts Nah, it's 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 banana organs, my dude. No, but but there's well, I mean, what, what are the testicles? Golden balls. Golden, they're literally just called golden balls. I think they were like something else. Okay, all right. But um, oh, oh, sorry, levitating golden balls. Right. Okay. Um, spoiler alert. I didn't read that much manga this season. Um, oh shit. I mean, there was like uh, there there were a lot of things that uh, came between with work and travel. Uh, not to mention also getting COVID as well. Um, so it was kind of tough to actually find time outside of watching anime to actually sit down and consume some manga. Um, I thought it would be easy for me to read manga on the plane. It was not because I was so tired most of the time that I was sleeping on most flights. But instead of talking about an anime, that I've, a manga that I've read that needs an adaptation, there is a, there's a manga series that I've talked about many a time throughout the series, particularly in season four that I've been talking about wanting to read and feeling that it could get an adaptation because of how popular it is. Um, this is something that I need to get my ass on. Uh, it's Akane Banashi, the Rakugo manga. Um, and uh, I, I can't really say much else more about it other than the fact that I need to read it because I haven't read anything, so therefore I can't really say much about it, but it's been garnering a lot of hype. There are a lot of like articles from uh, Screen Rant, CBR, uh, anime news network, even my anime list forums, talking about how this is changing, like the shonen uh, formula of how to do tournament arcs. Um, so that in itself is already enough for me. I love my shonen anime. I really do enjoy a good tournament arc. So 
Um, maybe check in in a couple episodes when I actually sit down and read Akane Banashi. That being said, now that I've mentioned it in this particular category, I'm pretty much stipulated in not featuring it in my Season 5 awards um, whenever that releases. Um, so that means I'll have to double down and read some more manga for Season 5. As you should. Uh, just to be clear, Akane Banshi is available uh, on Jump Plus Manga Plus because it's a Viz Media Shonen, uh, Shonen Jump uh, property. So then comes into probably... The most important, I guess, of our serious ish awards deemed by many, and that is our best girl slash waifu of season four. Now, Will, um, I'm just gonna put you on the spot for a bit. Have you finished Overlord season four? No, but I mean, I there's, have. There's, there's plenty of characters to pick from for best girl slash waifu. Right, except this one is a bit of a spoiler if I mention the name, so I'm debating whether or not to mention it. I have a non-spoiler runner-up, if if that suits your fancy. So while you think about it, I will just give you my winner first of Best Girl Slash Waifu of Season 4. And that comes from Smike's Family Part 2. Oh. Probably one of the best coups to ever exist is none other than FF known as Fiona Frost. Now I knew, and you knew, that this was this character was incoming. And if you need any evidence of how awesome this character is, even if you don't really have a thing for Kudere's, you just need to watch episode 22, known as the Tennis Tournament Arc. That is featured heavily, heavily in this episode from its entirety. And also in the manga, it was phenomenal. And let me just say the anime adaptation of it, just as good. So, what was so spoiler about the Overlord pick? I can't really say, other than if I say the name, people will know. Well, I mean, like, she features in season four of Overlord, right? I mean, she features in multiple seasons, but there is a very uh, big development. It's in like season an overarching four. development from all the other seasons that culminate in season four. Exactly. Right. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, you know, you also then talk about. Fiona Frost, and it's like if people haven't read up or watched up to episode 22, then you might not really know who Fiona Frost is. Uh, but doesn't matter because uh, I, I vouch for your pick. Fiona Frost, fucking great waifu. Um, it's only because I've read ahead. Like, I, I haven't, I haven't, I, I, let me see. I think I've watched up to episode 15 for Spike's Family, uh, which leads into part two. Um, but I've read it way further ahead in terms of the manga. Um, your pick is solid. I, I I wouldn't contest that. It's great. My pick is uh, not a waifu, but a best girl. Fluffy, wholesome, smart, passionate, shy, but finds opportunities to open up. Uh, it is Takumi Hikage from Do It Yourself. The little, little thick-rimmed glasses girl with the purple hair just sitting there and making her collages of colorful stones after she realizes that, hey, you know what? Maybe it wouldn't hurt to speak up every now and then. Maybe it wouldn't hurt to you know, break out of my comfort zone and just engage with people who I feel like I am the opposite of. I'm not boisterous or loud or talkative. I don't take risks. I don't like getting hurt. I don't like putting myself in danger. But all of a sudden now, 
she meets these different characters. She meets these kinds of varying backgrounds, and she finds that, you know, maybe it wouldn't hurt to actually break out of my shell and try something that goes beyond what I've always known, what I've always played safe with. Um, I mean, this, this, this anime is going to feature every now and then throughout the rest of this episode, but um, just for this specific spotlight, you can't, for me, I, I can't go any further than Takumi Hikage. That, that would be my best girl of season four. Now, now that you've had some time to process, do you feel it's worthy of spoiling certain things about Overlord? Or maybe you're just going to give it a pass and let it ferment over time. Maybe talk about it in the next season and go straight into talking about best boy slash best husbando. First of all, let me ask you, do you want to hear it? Because all I will do is say the name, but that's in of itself already kind of like, oh, something is going on there. My deal with spoilers is that I'm not like going to kill you if you spoil something for me, unless I tell you specifically, like, do not spoil something for me. Overlord doesn't fall into that category. Like, I'm okay if you want to talk about certain things, certain characters in Overlord, because when it gets to it, I feel like it's one of those series where spoiler properties don't necessarily ruin experiences for me like so so if you want to talk about it that's fine that being said i i am a a host on this podcast i am your friend and i'm already telling you i'm okay with it but i can't say how the others in terms of like the people listening to this episode how they would feel so i guess it's not it's not the best answer but it's it really is just down to your your own judgment Mm. Okay, I'll tell you what. I have a backup, and I'll use that because that's a non-spoiler version. You another, oh, you, oh, yeah, you, you, you have prepared. You, you have, yeah, you have the the fundamental from the top approach. I use the bottom up approach, starting from zero, going up. Whereas you just throw everything in the basket and say, "Okay, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out," and then whatever's left, you try and fit into it. I like that. So, um, if it's from a non-spoiler perspective, who would have made your runner-up in this category of best wife slash uh, waifu? Uh, first of all, my actual runner-up, I will spoil in the future. So placeholder here. Would it be a spoiler in the future? Trust me, it is a big, massive spoiler. Okay. Even mentioning the name is a big, massive spoiler, even though this character has appeared multiple times. But my runner-up, non-spoiler version, so you don't have to do earmuffs, all you dear listeners, is none other than the best girl, Yaika Sakuragi from the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting, the most precious little daughter to ever fucking exist on the human planet, only to have a babysitter and handler that is probably the most rough and tumbled, fierce, like, bulldog person, only to mellow the fuck out, only because you're the most adorable thing on the human planet. And everyone loves you. And all the Yakuza's that's part of uh, your dad's family also love you because you're just fucking adorable. Decent pick. It, it was it was a chill anime. I wouldn't say it was like amazing, but I mean, like you can't really be amazing if you're that like down-tempo and chill. They, I'm going to spoil something just a little bit. Wow. They get a cat at one point. Okay. And they How- didn't want to take the cat in but she did the puppy eyes and my god always works i was gonna go on the streets and being like fucking just 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 taking the cat dude we're all stray cats here in the yakuza clan so she is my best girl 
of season four. Best like best girl or runner up best girl. Sorry, runner up for best girl. My 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 winner is none other than FF though. Yeah, Fiona Frost, Kudere Supreme, the Ice Queen. Uh, so. Going on to the next category, of course, if we are talking about best waifus and best girls, uh, it would be remiss of us to not go into the best husbandos and best boys of season four as well. So, Jason, Fluffy Senpai, who you got for... Do you, do you have a runner-up and top pick, or do you Yes, have I one? do. Okay. I've just got one pick, because I feel that anything else would just be blasphemous. My runner-up, unfortunately, is shared. But I think you will agree with these two runner-ups. Okay, there's always a stipulation. All right, what 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 is it? Hit me with it. It is none other than GAP season four's K nine MVPs of Iggy from JoJo Part Three and Bond from Spy X Family Part Two. How could you? <sighs> okay, I, I I think I'm gonna have to step in and throw in my hat in the ring as well because you can't have a Another best boy. I mean, I understand you have Iggy. That makes sense. But you can't have another best boy outside of... He's a good boy. Literally, he is the best dog. He is a great Pyrenees that is fluffy as fuck and has mind-reading... As as, as future-telling capabilities, he is the best boy. There is absolutely no competition whatsoever. I, I, I am shocked that you have anything else that is above Bond. So I'm guessing that's your winner. Yeah, I mean, why else would I be like so like emotional about this? I am, I am shocked that you had anything else that would have been picked above Bond. This must be a good ass pick. You better have some. You better have some ammunition here. Well, because right? you didn't fucking watch the anime. It is from Blue Lock. <laughs> Will just like fucking lost his shit. Just look at his face. Meguru. Well, funny enough, Blue Lock is going to feature in this episode, so okay. we will have a lengthy discussion about that. But uh, go on. Why is uh why is this guy Meguro? Meguro Bachira, who is kind of like the monkey esque, high technique dribbling, yellowed hair, speckled dude. Just a fun, cute guy that just so happens to also be a psycho. Oh, he's a he's the Naruto of Blue Lock. He's like if Naruto and Sasuke combined. Wait, so he is like an edgy goof? Yes, okay. absolutely. He's just like, oh, I'm the fun, playful motherfucker. Oh, shit. There is this guy that is clearly super powerful and everyone else cowers away. But, dude. That means that if I beat this motherfucker, I'm better than him. Fuck yes. This is how death feels like, doesn't it? Oh, fuck yes. Oh, great. That means, like, I'm pushing myself to the absolute limit. Never never would I have thought that the fluffiest man between the two of us is going to pick one of the edgiest characters for their best boy. He's just all fun and games. What's going on? What is this? What what multiverse bullshit is going on? Who are you? Who are you, Jason? Just like how Will is very disappointed in how I have become this person that I am today recording in front of you. You are becoming the very thing you sought not to be. (laughs) We are about to go into our next award category, which is the most disappointing anime slash manga of season four. See, th- this was, like, not 
like an easy one not because of the fact that it was hard to choose but it was just like some of the picks i have here well one of the picks i have here it really shouldn't be here but i have to put it there um i'll, I'll just start I'll, I'll start first right so my my runner up for most disappointing of this anime season for the gap is lucifer the biscuit hammer yo okay hold on a second I have a sneaking suspicion that your winner and my runner-up is flip-flopped. Because you have Yuri Deco for your, your backup. No, I don't. Then okay, there shit. You go. Fuck. Okay. I'll just say both mine right now, then. Yeah, so, go ahead. Please. Lucifer the Biscuit Hammer. Because you, 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 you weren't necessarily hyping up, but you were talking about how— We had how, a like, mutual friend that is was fucking going ape shit. It was like, dude, I read this manga when I was a kid. It's fucking phenomenal. And the and, score is like actually backs it up, right? But then yeah. when we watched it, you watched it first, and you're like, okay, well, whatever you're doing, if you're at work, fine, finish your work. But once you get off work, get home, open up the computer, log into like log into your computer, start watching this shit, and tell me what the fuck you see. And all of a sudden, there's this tiny little alligator, and there's this kid that's shouting from a balcony, and then they go to school, and... All of a sudden, like I think the production studio that did this just forgot how to animate. They just did not know what the fuck they were doing. Oh, hold on, yeah, we, were, we, we yeah, we, I, we I think we this. need a shot when we uh, have most disappointing. It was god awful. Like all of a sudden, the frame rate dropped to two. It went straight from like 1080p all the way to 144. It was pixelated as heck. There was no fluid animation whatsoever. It looked like it, basically you remember like when we were kids and we had to like dial in to log onto the computer, like log onto the internet. You had to tell your mom and your dad, "Hey, stop talking on the phone," and you go on, and you go online, and you have that. That's literally what it looks like. That is like the visual representation of the dial-up internet that we had in the nineties. It was god awful. I have no idea how anybody would have greenlit this and. Rightfully so, the score is trash. It's not mid; it is garbage, and I, 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 I can't, I can't live with this. I, I, I have to like tell anybody if you have any, any inkling of checking out Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, please just read the manga. I haven't read the manga, and I can really tell you it's going to be way better than what you will watch on the anime. Now, Yuri Deco. That was that was like the most disappointing in terms of like an anger level. But there's nothing more like hurtful to hear that I'm not angry with you. I'm just disappointed. Yo, you're gonna throw the Asian parent shit. I am being the Asian dad, the high expectation, overbearing dad towards Yure Deco because much like how you talk and shill over Studio Trigger, and rightfully so, Studio Trigger does do some really awesome shit. I always felt that Science Saru was that studio for me where I could go and watch Isaacan and I can go and watch fucking um, Devilman Crybaby. Um, but then, of course, you didn't remind yourself that, hey, this is also the studio that did Japan Sinks 2020 as well. It's like, ah, this is... there, there's going to be some misses, right? It's not going to be hits all the time. Uh, I thought that Japan Sinks was going to be like the worst I'd seen from Science Saru. Unfortunately, I had to be reminded that, you know, once you hit rock bottom, you can actually go further than that. And that was Yure Deco for me because watching the first couple of minutes, I thought, oh, this is vibrant. It's colorful. It's like very, very like, enigmatic. You don't really know what's going on. It's weird as heck. And the characters all have like 
you know, cheeky little references to like, uh, like like pioneers within literature and all that, like Huckleberry Finn and all that. And I thought, okay, this is it. This is going to be something that I can vibe with. Uh, after those five minutes, though, I just felt, you know what? Like I actually am completely wrong. This is other garbage. I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. I don't know what the plot direction is. I don't know what significance the characters have anymore. And then when they actually start going into the plot of the series, I just tuned off. It it, it just did not resonate with me anymore. I, I could not be more disappointed than any adaptation, any production that Science Saru has. And okay, granted, we've had four glasses of sake, four shot glasses of sake so far. I am not speaking on this based on drunken rage. I am actually bringing back a lot of hate, a lot of hurt, and a lot of disappointment that I've been festering over the course of season four. Yuri Deco is by far the most disappointing series I've watched across the last three to six months of anime that I've consumed. And prove me wrong, Jason, but Yuri Deco, it was it was horrible. You try and find something fun. You try and find something that is like, ooh, it's goofy. It's it's you know, it's it's hippie and all that, right? It, it's it's just gonna be like just different from all the other anime you've watched. No, no. Like there comes a point when like you you say like, oh, I'm not like the other girls or I'm not like the other boys. No, you are exactly like the other ones in that you just disappoint. I'm sorry, Saru. I'm sorry, everybody that connected with the studio. Um, this this was just like a hot pile of steaming garbage big l the biggest of l's like you need you need two of them it is it is a literal loss in all aspects i i i can't i don't want to talk about anymore about it it's okay so so, so, what was your disappointment so so let's go real quick because uh my winner was uh lucifer and the biscuit hammer and just to reiterate will's point the manga which is finished has an 8.37 on my anime list rank 223 popularity 259 can you guess will for the life of you it starts with a five right absolutely the mal for the anime 5.87 you're way off (laughs) 5.24 ranked 12,197 i repeat that 12,000 197, but popularity is 2952, but whatevs, right? All right. Just to reiterate. I, I just knocked off the headphone cable from my headphones. So um, I, wow, holy crap. I thought 5.8, like 5.7 was it's, really bad enough. This is, ooh. That's like, hey, bro, you're not like four category, but you, you're you you're very close, right? You're on the bottom third. S- still, though, I mean, like, a 5.27, like, that's, like, that's X-Arm territory. Like, you're 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 getting close into that bottom echelon where, like, people are going to start making fun of you. You know what I mean? So, that was my winner. But really, actually, my runner-up, the reason why it is not my winner is also because I forgot about it. Because it has taken so long for us to receive a continuation. And that is The Devil is a Part-Timer Season 2. Okay. I, I actually, I when I was putting together my list, I did have this as like a series I would feature in this particular category. But I took it off 
only because I, I, I had some sympathy for it. Right, I felt that maybe like after the the first season played out, depending on how the pacing of the manga goes, maybe they want to try and adapt that. Like we we see that sometimes like season, series do get second season syndrome, where because they try and like adapt everything, that it actually hurts the the manga score, uh, the anime score, and evidently it does hurt the quality of the series. But I'm not going to argue with you that it wasn't good. That's why it's the runner up because I think after the wait for so long the decision to have a season two and beyond maybe i actually don't know is a very dangerous decision to green light green lit because the expectations that you are trying to you know fulfill the shoes you're trying to fill is never going to satisfy the hunger that people have been waiting including both you and i since season one it was almost 10 years right in between season one and season two i am not saying that season two is bad i'm just saying it was not worth the wait right like if it was like two three years later i think the whole internet would have been a bit more kind towards it i think the plot development in season two was i mid at best but when you expect me to wait, when I've given up all hope, and just like, yeah, okay, it's one of those like fabled like anime myths, and then you debunk it by releasing the actual season two, and then it turns out to be this. Look, I mean, there there were a lot of things that worked against it. Right? Like one, it it literally had a ten year gap between season one and season two. There's a studio change, right? And see, three hertz is not like okay. There there are relatively young studio that does a lot of original adaptations. Uh, but I mean, the, you you did watch a series from them, Healer Girl. Like, what did yeah, you yeah, think yeah. of it? No, I think that it was. I think Healer Girl was fine, and I think the what the thing is that it is season two was more akin to the manga adaptation, the look of that. So, I very much understand why they went with that look, but it is very different in terms of the aesthetics compared to season one. So when people saw the trailer or saw like the promotional footage or images. They just draw a blank because not everyone reads the manga, and not obviously not everyone reads the light novel as well. So what you're gonna do? It was just a bad time. I I mean like it, it it it's it it's it's not deserving of being like the worst of like the last two seasons, but it it does it doesn't do enough to like change our minds. So. It we, is the runner up though. We, uh, we move on then. Right? Uh, no no no. Quick fire. Uh, engage kiss was. I. That's it. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I, I quite liked it. I thought it was okay. So you 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 preferred licorice recoil, right? Licorice. Our next category will is the opposite of disappointment because it is the best. It's surprise. elation. It's elation. It's, it's surprise. Best it's... discovery of GAP season four. I like to start because I want to give a massive thank you to you. What. Akiba Made War is fucking fantastic. Yo, so... Because you just told me to watch the trailer. I did. And it was like, I don't know what's going on. And I stopped watching and reading stuff on it because it's one of those things where it's like you want to go in blind, right? Akiba, which is like the short form of Akihabara, which is like an area that is full of weep shit, full of mecha shit, full of maid shit, full of H stuff as well. So it's it literally anything that like goes beyond your creative mind... Um, that you perceive of Japan 
and Tokyo specifically, that's Akiba. So Akiba made war. I started watching the first episode of it, and um, how's the first couple of minutes? Let me just hear what you gotta say. It bro. wasn't even the first couple of minutes. It was first the first thirty seconds. Oh yeah, I remember those. 30 Going seconds. in into it, I was just like, "This is." Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, sorry. I need to look at your face. This uh, is this is some reservoir dog shit. Oh fuck! This, Don't this, say that with spoilers, this is, this dude. Is, this is some like like. I, I, it's not so much a spoiler, but everything you love about Quentin Tarantino movies, dude, dude you can't, you can't, you can't do this. Dude. That's that's the whole Spoil- series. Spoilers. That's the whole series. Spoilers. Like, spoilers. I, I'm sorry, I'm going off the rails right now. Like Akiba Mate War was fucking great. I, I, I don't know if, um, if it's your thing, watch it, please. Watch it. Just watch it. Trust me, within five minutes, you will know whether or not you want to watch more. Because really, it's it's one one of those those shows. It's not one of those, like, give it three episodes. The three-episode rule doesn't matter here. It's like three minutes, honestly. Like, no joke. Like, no word of a lie. You will know if you like it or not. It was so fucking funny. It was so fucking funny watching Akiba Made War. There were points where I was just sitting there, just like... Like, jaw drop, like, mouth open, breathing through my mouth. Just like, hey, 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 Will, that's not... That's very unbecoming of a maid, dude. No, we that, a maid is supposed to be cute, and nice, and they, fluffy. They cast the spell, and the spell was a gun to my head, telling me you know, to sh- watch this shit. Literally, it was just like Jason coming in, like hello, either hello. either, either yeah, whispering yeah. to me and saying, "Hey, you're watching Cuban Maid War," and then there's another Jason behind me with a gun to the back of my head saying, like, "You better, better fucking, fucking watch, watch a Cuban yeah. Maid War." I've been saying that, and thank God. You pulled the trigger on that, I, so ah, trigger. No, this Get is this, this was great. I um I could not vouch anymore for Akiba Made War. So um, that's your winner. No contest. No contest because it's like all the other stuff. It's like it's it's kind of just derogatory of all the other genres you've seen. Like there's there's always like a new isekai. There's always like new like five or ten isekais. There is this fucking like rom com. There is of course like for example like looking forward to the next season. You have fucking Nagataro. Uh, which I'm very angry about, by the way. Um, Do you like BDSM, guys? Do you like simping? It's not BDSM. It is just straight bullying. And look, there there are people here that would probably be like, oh, it's just like for comedic purposes and all that. You just need to be able to understand like like lowbrow comedy. No, it's just like there's there's a point where you just see like the degradation of like treating humans and just like if you you feel you're okay with that, then bruh, like I don't want to sit at the same table as you. Okay, winter twenty twenty three premiere rant aside, I'm not Akiba made I'm wars. Not forward to winter twenty twenty three. Akiba made wars is also my winner of best surprise slash discovery. You of actually four. made the discovery. For me, it was a surprise. It was coincidental that I found that trailer, and then you watched the other trailer, and I was like, no, 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 no. There's my more guy. to this, guys, guys. Will, there's more to this. Trust me. And then when I watched it, I'm like, this has Will printed fucking all over this bullshit. And then I kept pushing you about it to the point where I think you were a bit annoyed. I was like, this and it, do it yourself. It wasn't yourself. so much annoyed. It was more just like, brah, I know I'm going to watch this shit. Just chill. Let me figure this out. No, no, but, but I'm but, like, dude, but even, dude, but dude. But even like, then, like, like going dude. in, I was just like, okay, look, this is like, this is hype by Jason. I've seen enough of the trailers. I don't want to think learn anything else about it i'm just gonna go in and figure this shit out myself and once no i started watching, fu- once I watched, no fucking once I started watching the, the first 30 seconds it was like oh wow everything i watched does not make sense anymore um it's not it's it's it, it, it's not one of those turn your brain off kind of series 
but um it it does require a little bit of like kind of like highbrow lowbrow understanding of what how how maid cafes work uh spoiler alert my sister used to work at a maid cafe not as a maid not as a maid but as a manager and she told me all the behind the scenes about that shit those places are fucking crazy people who go to maid cafes people who work at maid cafes oh i can talk about this off air with you now uh listeners dear listeners of the good and pal podcast the Best surprise slash discovery of season oh, four. Wait, Akiba was a was a runner up for you. No, no, it was the winner, but it was a category that has been probably the most like jam packed with potential candidates for me that I had to axe off one by one, and like I had to like yeah, the, the second everything, right? I had to cry while I like axe bit by bit, but I got to one that stood out from the rest as the runner up, and only got outplayed by Akiba Made Wars. But when I mean by outplayed, sometimes the best offense is a best defense. And if you have a tower, Arc Knight's Prelude to Dawn is a very good anime that I think deserves your attention and is the best runner-up surprise discovery of season four. The best runner-up. I never thought I would give a shit about a tower defense. What what spin-off. what triggered you though? What led you to actually like to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna watch this shit and shit on it, and then afterwards realize, oh, this is actually quite I actually quite like this. Like what started this whole like let me watch this Arc Knights bullshit and see if I fucking hate it? I, I want to sort of give a explanation, be like, yo, you know, I just want to give every anime and manga or whatever a chance will. I just you know, I come in with an open mind, but no, really, it was just super simple. The mouse score was too high for me to ignore, and I'm like, there's just no way that a tower defense anime could produce anything of quality. So fuck it, I'm ready to go on this shit show, only to eat my own words and being like, guys, um, I won't download the game, but you got me to think about it. So I'll fucking download the game. I'll play. I'll. I will play the game for you and let you know if the it's the gotcha worth games. Okay, yes. so I'm not putting. I'll, I'll, I'll try not to put money into it, but I have spent money in Fate Go before. So, Ugh. so Arc Knights Prelude to Dawn is only eight episodes. Only half or like five of the eight has been released. It is an extremely simple premise. It is also based on the Tower Defense Gotcha game. It does look fucking phenomenal. Sounds fucking phenomenal and has no right to be of any note whatsoever but like but 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 that's still not enough for you to download the game and play it on your phone or is or is it more just you know gotcha in general you're like i i rather i'll tell you what i got got okay okay I, i i it got me okay it gotcha you i tell you what from now on when i hear or see Yo Star Pictures, I won't just ignore it. I'll be like, huh, all right, I'll keep it at the back of my mind because they produce some high-quality shit. I think of all the shows that I have seen for season four, this and Chainsaw Man, actually, I didn't see Chainsaw Man, and I'll get into that, will probably be 
the thing that I will put on my OLED Sony screen that is like 9,000 inches or whatever. I've Obviously, I don't even have there, an OLED there, screen. There is no screen that's that big, but dude. <laughs> stadium, maybe? I don't fucking know. But I, dude, I went I went to the Rams Stadium in LA. Like those screens are not oh, 9,000 inches. They are called the Rams did move. Okay, anyways, bro, they they moved like 5 years ago. <laughs> they're, they're not in St. Louis anymore, my guy. But let me dawn this upon you, dear listeners and Will, that Arc Knight's Prelude to Dawn is actually pretty good. Okay. So that was something that you did watch, that's something that you discovered. What about something that you have not watched but you know damn well? that we need to get on immediately. I, I think we need to have a, little, a quick little drinky poo just to, just to, you know, get ourselves in the right mindset and talk about what the hell is possibly out there that we have been holding off on for the longest time, but everything is pointing us in that direction that we have to check it out. This is the award known as the quote-unquote best anime and manga that we haven't consumed yet. That we need to get to. So... I have a quote unquote real winner and my actual winner. Okay, I just have one. So let's, let's, let's start with you, actually. Okay, my real quote unquote real winner is Chainsaw Man. Fucking, of course, everyone's been talking up the wazoo well, that's about like it. That's like so easy. That's why I said know? it's a quote unquote real winner, right? But, it, but at the same time, it's also like because we both read the manga to completion and then now are now reading part two of the high school arc, um, the school arc specifically. Um, it's fucking great. Right? Yeah, it's it's I, super good. I have no qualms waiting to binge all of it. Just chill because we know it's good. We've been singing it to high heavens, and now everyone is jumping on, and we welcome them, by the way. You're, you're not bandwagoning because now you know how awesome it is. All so- I just want to do is just see power. I, I, I love power. Power is uh, like – waifu best girl material right fucking there um but uh anybody that's read the manga let's talk um but that was your like quote-unquote winner what is the actual winner of like we need to actually watch this shit now i mentioned it several times and said that i would commit to watching it and obviously i have not watched a single episode of it but i did watch an episode of it Mercury? <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam colon The Witch from Mercury is my winner for quote-unquote best anime or manga that we haven't consumed yet for season four of the Good Anime Pal podcast. Man, every fucking day. Like, whenever, like, okay, I think it's, like, every month or every season, Netflix tells me, hey, this is the look-ahead for all the series that are coming out. And every single fucking day, it keeps telling me, have you watched you watch Gundam yet? You watch fucking Gundam yet? Are you gonna watch it? You better watch fucking Gundam. Are you gonna watch it? No. Here's a trailer for it right now. I didn't even click on it. It played immediately. I just so happen to have a work colleague that is super into Gundam, like in general. So having... I, I, I do want to ask what his thoughts are on Iron Blood Orphans. I, I asked already. Like I, he was like, "Yo, man, I'm old school. I like Gundam Seed." I'm like, "What about Double O?" He's like, "Fuck wing. that garbage." What about Zero? Oh, he's like, wing is good. Zero's I like double O, and he's like, fuck that garbage. But back on Dan Mercury. So this person was very uh, cautiously optimistic because it is the first female uh, protagonist in franchise history. 
The Gundam does look a bit sus according to him. I thought it, the rabbit thing is okay because I'm born in the year of the rabbit, but whatever. And uh, the inclusiveness of it, I actually was a bit sus about it, even though I wasn't like against it. But he was okay with it. He was just not happy with the way the first couple of episodes went. Because, spoiler alert, it has Seraph of the End Syndrome, where it should be about edgy killing between all of these different factions and forces and whatnot. But it ends up being about high school. So there's that. I haven't seen it for myself, and maybe it's okay. And maybe this person is a hipster about Gundam because he is kind of a hipster about Gundam. Have you watched Seraph at the End? I've watched every single episode of what's been released, and it is fucking shit. Okay, so maybe it's not that bad then, Will. But okay. and, and, and this work colleague of mine is not, like, super against The Witch from Mercury. But is not hot on it like all the other Gundam properties would imply. Even IBO. But you would. But 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 but. So so why is it like something that you feel like you need to get on then? Well, I just need to know, really. Right. So it's more curiosity than anticipation. I mean, you and I are not the most fervor of Gundam fanatics, right? I, I mean, mean I, we, I appreciate a good mega. Yeah, we respect Gundam for sure. We the, 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 I watch Double O. You watch IBO. But right? as much as we, like, we we talked about it before in in our our, our uh, BB twelve talking about like the genre defining eras and all that, right? But like, I I think that Gundam itself is not a mecha series anymore. It's just in its own genre outright. You know, it's like you, there's mecha and then there's Gundam. Which is also a mecha, but I know what you're trying to say. And I, you know I, I mean? do admit... You know, you know what I mean? It's like, like, let me put it this way, Will. I think you would, and I, and a lot of people would agree, Gundam made mecha, not mecha made Gundam. Yeah. That's how I would say it. I mean, they, no, no. I Just mean, like it, how Power Rangers made you, Sentai. You, you said that Gundam made, like, mecha. If you want to go into that argument, of course, then you have people who talk, who talk about Mazinger Z, right? Mazinger Z was a classic. It's a, it's a fucking great series. That, that old school series too came out in the sixties, I think, or seventies. But no, Gundam in itself is just like the lore is so rich. I mean, how many series of Gundam? Be, they we're in the twenties now. I mean, that's why we are so hesitant to do a mecha genre breakdown. It's, it's too, it's too it's heavy. It's just too scary, bro. It would just end up being like ninety five percent Gundam. Well, also that, but also it would be ninety five percent of people emailing us. And telling us how wrong we are. Iron Blood Orphans was actually the worst of the series. I do not feel that we should ever change from a male main character to a female character. Or that we Wing got is the better lore, than zero. The lore incorrect. We're also kind of drunk, but that doesn't like undermine the truth of the matter, really. But will, what is your uh, best anime and manga that you haven't consumed yet? Will I mean it is. Recently, Throne does the best anime of all time. Shut the fuck up. We need to watch Bleach, the Thousand Year Blood War, as soon as possible. Because, look, I started this Bleach journey in 2005, or however long ago it was when it first released. 
And I very much loved everything all the way up to the Eisen arc. And then afterwards, when you have like the Hollow arc, the Arankar arc, the Quincy arc. I know this is not a very good time to say it because we are very late in this, but please drink responsibly kids oh well I'll, I'll i'll add that in the beginning of this episode <laughs> yeah, yeah just yeah we should really add that in but but, but you but you hear me though because i i, I because I really like, hear you dude because for the longest time bleach was one of the most memeable series outside of jojo outside of fucking higurashi outside of anything that was etchy and shit like we we're talking about like the high school series like high school of the dead high school dxd i mean not even just us right how much of the internet has shat on the bleach power cycle the or the, just bleach in general where it's like talking about like stereotypical characters talking like you said like the power leveling and the, the whole last series. minute save type bullshit we had like, a whole episode about that before so it's like everything is pointing in a direction where people should just really just not care about bleach but we also forget that this is anime we're talking about. This is the anime fandom, and everybody wants Ichigo to succeed. Oh, and, and this is this is um right after Devil's a Part Timer too. So it's not like we have been burned already by a case of hey, it's been fucking forever since uh, the last iteration. So it's kind of sus, guys, right? But yo, was it nine point one four? 9.10, the second highest ranked anime of all time currently on my anime list. Popularity 677 with a score of 9.10. And, and, and we've talked about this before, how these scores on my anime list are very much easily manipulated by diehard fans. It's very easy. I mean, for example, like Fruits Basket was jumping up the series, uh, jumping up the, the ladder, and all of a sudden it, it kind of calmed down. Fulman Alchemist Brotherhood was still at the top, and then you had Spike's family come in, and then all of a sudden you had Kaguya-sama Season 3 come, I Love is War come in, and then it's just like none of this even matters anymore. Look, I will just say it just like how Will would agree, but when we look at, when Will and I at least look at my anime list, we look at it as kind of a general barometer of how the internet or others feel about it. Not we exactly. have to take it's, it it's not, as word it's, and it's, gospel. It's general, not definitive, right? Exactly. Usually, for example, when they are ranked of a certain score, we pay attention to it. Does that mean that uh, lower scores do not deserve our attention? There are always exceptions to those rules. And usually, for at least Will and I, our scores, our personal like integer scores, because they only go by integers and not point fives, for example, which we also talked about, it is higher than the usual average score. But still, nonetheless, it 300,000 people are on the member list of Bleach Thousand Year War, and it's a nine point one zero. That that's not a small number to scoff at, right? Like this is a, this this is a serious fandom that is backing the latest iteration of Bleach. And look, we can sit here and just shit on Bleach all we want, but as 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 podcasters, as reviewers, it's or just kind anime of, consumers, uh, fans, right? Your right? fans, right? Uh, I mean, uh, hobbyists, right? Uh, don't forget. Listeners, Will and I grew up on Bleach and Naruto and One Piece. Okay, Will is still on that One Piece train and rightfully Bleach probably... is fucking great, by the way. But I will admit, pacing is always an issue with Bleach. I mean, we want One Piece. Naruto, we talk about it, but as much as it's got a lot of flack, 
it does have some of the hardest, some of the hottest moments of any Shonen series. Bleach is no different from that. And so we can sit here and say, oh, Bleach is overplayed. People should really not care about it anymore. Ichigo is a very one-dimensional character because all he does is just wait for the last like three episodes of a series to all of a sudden like find a power that saves him and all that. But like that still doesn't explain why the fuck there is still so much hype and so much clamor about how good Thousand Year Blood Wars. Look, if we watch it, we could easily be like, no, this is absolutely garbage. I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. But on the other end of the spectrum, we could also just be like, you know what? This is this is like the final arc that that Bleach does deserve. And we are very wrong to dismiss it straight away. We don't know. This is why it's the number one for me to be like, we we should. We should try to get on it. But I do know that from where you left off in Bleach and from where I left off, there are so many arcs in between that it is an insurmountable challenge. Like, dude, like I have no idea how big your Panda watch list is now. I don't even want to ask. Please don't. Then th- th- there you go. That is the problem that we have with it. We may never know if Thousand Year Blood War is good, but we could just say fuck the noise. Who cares about what happens between the Eisen arc and up till now? Just watch Blood- Thousand Year Blood War. If we don't know what's happening, that's fine. That's what we got ourselves into, and then see if you know this is actually a very good arc of of Bleach. But what you do need to know is. Our next award category, favorite slash important slash impactful news story from season four, which just so happens to also be what we just discussed. My runner up is Bleach Thousand Year Blood War complete adaptation and overall reception fall 2022 anime season. So first of all, the anime reception, as Will mentioned, is already crazy. Like, number two on mile of all time. That's already, like, just, fucking... Just straight-up gangbusters. You know? That's just, like, how can you do that? Awesome, right? Like, regardless of how good I actually feel about Bleach or about the sec being the second-highest-ranked anime of all time on my anime list currently is still an accomplishment nonetheless, Right? But to then go out from the get-go, and this is before the reception too, by the way, Will, and listeners, is just be like, yo, guys, we're going to do four split curves, but it is still 48 to 52 episodes of Bleach. Just to, you know, cap off Bleach, you know, to tie it, it all with, like, the biggest fucking red bow tie of all time. It's fucking crazy, dude. I I will put money that the next. I mean, like, is is it just gonna be like, you, you know how Mal does it, where it's like, it either that gives you like the full score of the arc itself, or depending on the direction of the studio, it goes by like cur, like goes by parts. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good point. Do you think that like I, it, it depends on how Mal decides to, to quantify it, right? But if it's like, oh. I can already answer that question for you because Mal currently lists uh, Bleach uh, Thousand Year Blood War arc as 13 episodes instead of 48 so or four split curse. So that actually then... It's le- the Spice family. So then that leads into my, my next uh, thing that I wanted to actually talk about then, right? I think that part two... Less. Score. 
on contrary, my friend. No, no, no. I I actually think that the fandom is so strong that the what they'll it's 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 the Gintama effect. No, no, no. It's the I, Gintama effect, dude. My personal opinion is that it will go down significantly in the second split arc, then in the third split arc, go up a little bit, then the final split arc will be the fucking number one greatest of all time like kaguya sama like full metal alchemist brotherhood you're, 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 like you're, go you're, fuck you're, off you're talking about kaguya and full metal alchemist and i get that but those things only have like at no, most at, least, at most three entries but i totally there, get that there are fans of gintama that to this day still make sure that at least Five entries of the whole series is in the top 25. So I feel that there is enough of a fandom, right, for the Bleach fandom that would actually try and propel every other part to be in the top 10. I could be wrong. I mean, do you see my track record when it comes to making bets with like, No, no, no. With Jason, I don't think you're that far off. It's not crazy to think that, but right? I think, Will, what's going to happen is when you, you and dip. i you the dip, right? when you and i grow old and we tell our children about our our good anime palette days uh during that time if you were to just google bleach by chance you will find a bunch of people being like guys so you get to the eisen arc and then, trust me maybe even to the quincy arc you'll be you'll be rock solid but just hold like just chill or like just Power through it, maybe watch a YouTube like uh, plot summary and just watch a thousand year blood war. Just trust me, bro. The 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 two to three filler arcs are called filler arcs for a fucking reason. But a thousand year blood war, bro, that's worth it. That 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 was fucking worth it. I like, I did not imagine that like this this pick for the uh we absolutely gotta watch this shit was actually going to take this long as well. Look, by the way, uh, I'm not apologizing for how long this episode is going to be. Like, I mean, it's a fucking finale, dude. Y'all y'all know full well that we're going to get a little bit choisty and start talking about some stupid shit. I'm glad you're enjoying this even, journey. And we haven't even gotten to the stupidish awards. But, Will, what you got for me for your runner-up? Or do you have a no-contest winner? I got two. So, oh, uh, just to remind everybody before we started going off on this whole Bleach spiel. Um, so... Our, our 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 top moments, our our favorite moments in terms of news stories for season four. Uh, that was my runner up, Will. We oh, hey. <laughs> this, this 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 is the bleach effect, my dude. This is this is what I'm saying, right? Like, oh god. Do you we, want we my have, winner? We, we, Do we you have, want my winner? Yeah, give give me your winner, and I'll give you my 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 top two right after yours. Okay, episode forty four. Contained a news story about a certain milestone that a Twitter channel had, none other than related to Bleach. Shonen Jump's uh, Twitter follower milestone, the Shonen Jump Twitter shit show that I called it for episode 44 is my most favorite, impactful, important, and just dumb news story from season four because that just highlights not only how crazy us weebs are yes i put myself in that same category as you guys today i won't fight with you guys on shonen jump but tomorrow i will fight with you guys on a lot of other different things just today is not my day to fight really 
five characters to celebrate your fucking milestone and for it to be those five, which all, by the way, most of it makes sense because what? My Hero Academia from Deku was currently airing or airing. Other way around, yeah, Deku in there. And then there was also. Yeah, sorry, I'm a bit drunk, Will. You got to forgive me. There's also Bleach. There was also Chainsaw Man. So all of that made sense. And And then there were were people that were like, oh, well, what about like Rurini Kenshin or. No, 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 Will, Will, Will. What about Asta from Black Clover? Yeah, that that, that was like the loudest voice amongst this void of anger. Um, just, Just go back to episode 44. Just listen to that little bit right there. Um, I got two. Right? Yeah, let, let's hear it. So man. I've got one award, and this is not like a runner-up and a winner. This is an award for the people and an award for myself. Yo, fucking let's go, dude. So award for the people was... Well, like personal choice and... Uh, no, critics' choice and people's choice? Exactly. It's it, it's the Rotten Tomatoes, right? So Fuck, let's go. What we got was for the people's choice... Um, Crunchyroll reducing monthly prices in <laughs> nearly a hundred countries and territories because we didn't even know about this until you got the billing for it because you 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 manage the accounts for like all our billings and you just told us, dude, like, did you just see this? We got charged less for Crunchyroll, like almost half. What the fuck is going on? Like, isn't that fucking crazy? Like, all of a sudden now it's like watching anime is a lot fucking cheaper. I was super okay. happy with uh, that. A stipulation for. A lot of territories, but not all territories. Yeah, but yes, nearly, it is... one, nearly 100 countries and territories. So True. if you're not in those territories, sorry. But if you are, rejoice. Fucking great. You're saving half your money a year in terms of like subscription bases for watching anime. I mean, that was very impactful for us, right? Now, Kinda. what was impactful for me, and you will absolutely understand. I forgot which episode we announced this, but... Um, the CEO of MAPPA came out and said he's interested in adapting every single manga that Tatsuki Fujimoto has released someday. Now, I, I, you're I thinking, still think well, that's bullshit. You're thinking now, it's like, well, I mean, Chainsaw Man's coming out right now, right? Like, Look Back and Goodbye Aerie, like, those should be very easy. Well, yeah, those are the two. Yeah. I don't think they will do Fire Punch. It's impossible. That's what I am holding on to. Yeah, you can you can try your best, and I will support you in your endeavor. It's going to be direct video. It's going to be behind a paywall or like an age wall for Crunchyroll or There's Funimate just no or way, whatever. Dude. There's just no way. It, will happen i don't think it will if the first episode of goblin slayer could come out then every single episode of fire punch can come out if they can do redo of healer they can do fire punch am i wrong here my guy you're not wrong (laughs) but what you are also potentially not wrong about is your favorite moments from season four of the good anime palette podcast so to be clear this is not uh about the anime or manga itself this is about the podcast itself it could be like a, a news revelation it could be like a quip that one of us dropped it could or be like a rant a, a gaff you know you know anything from episode 37 to now episode well technically it wouldn't be 48 itself but everything prior to that between that so my my runner-up was actually in relation to your twitter update in terms of you know the two of us just discussing and even just shitting on people for talking about the choices of the anime characters that featured in that twitter post for the milestone that's um yeah it's just like it was just fun to just be like you know what like 
y'all crazy y'all like crazy in terms of like you guys are very very devoted and and dedicated fans of anime but at the same time y'all crazy for even thinking that people like one punch man and asta can even feature in the top five when you know damn well the reason why those five are featured on that specific twitter post that that's it we can move on from my runner-up no you can keep going no because i want to talk more about the other one Oh, then you should talk about your other one because I'm just gonna go off once once you're done. So you know how um, in recent times, not even recent times, of all time, I have been sucking hard when it comes to doing the GAP bet for every fucking seasonal, and I have not won or even come close to a single one. Um, my favorite moment actually came from when you were like, you know what? No, 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 will like your time will come. In fact. When the time comes, I'll fucking buy champagne for you. I I I I own up to that, and I will do that. Maybe not Cristal, but I'll buy fucking a decent champagne for you. He, uh, uh, you know what? I'll accept. I'll, I'll accept sparkling wine. No, 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 no. Like, look, look, we ain't gonna go full out Lambo, but but we're gonna go Mercedes Benz. You know what I'm saying? You 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 could even go Acura or like Toyota if you wanted to. Maybe yeah, a, I, I, don't I mean, care. is a Tesla and Mercedes Benz kind of in the same like category? I thought there was a Tesla vodka actually. There's a, no, there's, no, there's, no, there's, as in like the class no, of. No, like, what, I'm, what I'm saying is Tesla actually has their own like self-branded alcohol which well then definitely don't buy budget. that because that's gonna fuck that's gonna just fucking taste terrible i'm just gonna predict you're, you're that gonna, off the you're, bat you're gonna drink then all of a sudden it's gonna tell you you need to work in the office 24 7 you're gonna get fired all of a sudden you're gonna there's gonna be a whole twitter shit storm as soon as you take a sip of that shit don't and do, also do your factories get shut down but tesla to be fair though is fine it's you know it's the other businesses but anyways well so, my what, favorite, what do you want to go off on right now there are three moments but two of them are runner-ups because they technically belong in the same category, and you'll understand why when I reveal them. But they appeared consecutively, as in the winner appeared in episode 45. The runner-ups appear in episode 46 and 47, respectively. And hopefully, I pray to God I got them correct. I think I did, but we just got to double-check. I'm not going to double-check, but listeners, just, just, just throw me a bone here, okay? The runner-up is the young JP bros and our face palm moment, which consists of episode 46, high school Will, young spry Will. Young, like, fucking, like, pre-adult, adolescent Will. Misinterpreting the meaning of In-N-Out Burger, episode number 46. I kind of lost my mind when you revealed how uh the misunderstanding of in and out burger the name right yeah and uh i still think it's really funny but i mean it goes in and comes out like what else would it have been right it makes perfect sense from someone who actually doesn't know the context and i think anybody would right i actually now that you mention it i should let everyone know so I was in California for 10 whole days. Granted, I did get COVID halfway through, so I was out of commission. And you about... had Bria, so that's pretty good too, right? I also didn't get Bria because COVID. But oh, I, did get, I, did, I did get California burritos. I did get a lot of tacos and stuff. But I did not have Shake Shack the whole time I was in California. You can flame me if you want. I don't think it's that great. But um, moving on from that incredibly tragic news... Um, now it's my turn to act like a fool because 
your boy Jason, young Jason, in episode <gasps> number thirty-seven, not made not one oh, mistake. Oh wait! But made fucking two mistakes back to back. When young Jason realizes that one of his most beloved JRPGs of all time, Final Fantasy, had an item called Phoenix Down and did not understand why it was called Phoenix Down, to be clear, Phoenix Down is down from a feather down, like a down blanket or a down jacket, rather than down when you're down and out and need to be revived. And in, yeah, in, in the context of Final Fantasy, it's the revival potion that you use to revive dead characters so, or out-of-commission characters. So, yes, you might be able to understand why I made that mistake, but why I held on to that belief until way later in my life. Different story. But also, my guy, my I, dude. I, I, um, I always thought that it was uh, in episode 47 when, you talked about, when we talked about Pokemon. And that is my second uh, big blunder was not only did I call myself out, that was already like the dumbest thing ever. Hey man, it, you, you, you were, you were self-aware enough. I, you I, were self-aware I, enough. I admit to it. So Ash Ketchum, which is, you know, catch them all, catch them. That's their, their play on words kind of thing, their pun. But I thought it was Ash Ketchup, as in ketchup and mustard ketchup, because I thought, yo, you know, red you know, and a uh, Pokemon what, what, what red, was, green, blue. What would what, 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 what have been blue? Red, green is relish, obviously. What the fuck was would have been blue? Look, I'll be honest. My first Pokemon game of all time was Pokemon Red. What, are you gonna, so, are you gonna drop like a Star Wars reference and say Blue Milk or what? No, right? No, no we're not talking Star Wars. Really. But 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 I I blundered quite a bit <laughs> on episode forty seven, or at least admitted. To the blunder. It, it, it was a nice moment where you were like, you know what? Like, I, I fucking, like, was an idiot for a while, and now I've come to terms that, you know, people make mistakes. That, that was literally it. But that was what, literally it. But, but what, what, yeah, what, what is the number one thing? What I will stand my ground on, the castle doctrine, if you will, is on episode number 45, where I spent not one, not two, not three or four, but almost 27 motherfucking minutes on why dance harm MCs are the fucking bane of anime existence is probably one of that was one of my, one of my favorite episodes. To the most cathartic like rants of all time. Which, by the way, when we do our harm episode, which probably would be episode number sixty nine. No, no, no. Will we have to drink on our favorite? Uh, the last category, right? Which we, we should probably just do now because let me tell you. This is the last cup of sake. I know. I, I saw. That's why you put the the bottle aside. I'm just saying. I'm I'm kind of thirsty right now. Dude, I, think... I have to take a piss so bad. I have to be honest. That's All right, hold the... on a sec, guys. Let's rush through this. Dead no, time no, no, no. MCs. We, yeah, like, yeah. We, we we went off on that shit. No, no, I went off on that shit, and you agreed with me, and you also were on that like. Uh, it was a it was a very introspective per moment as well because you sat there you were just thinking it's like I see a lot of myself or at least I can I can resonate with a lot of it but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're okay with it. I have received note from multiple people about my rant <laughs> and have approved or thought that I overblown it. That's how uh, it was my favorite moment because we actually got word from people about this. That was like conflicting too. So I was just like, 
hey man, you're you 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 have strong opinions. You're gonna get strong reactions, and that's just how it's going to be, right? And we are gonna end our first half. Believe it or not, listeners, it's been an hour and a half, but. We- we, it's we, only the first half. We still have two more categories. Yeah, and they are the two most important, favorite categories of the GAP finale. So let's take out the Golden Roses, the GAP Roses, and crown the de facto best of season four. And in terms uh, of that, there's there are two. There right? is the best manga, and then just straight up best anime. So let's start with manga. Will... I mean, okay. It, it it's Oshinoko. Got it. Oshinoko was a fucking journey. I mean, the fact that the writer of Kaguya-sama came up with this shit, and to this point, to this day, I still don't know what the fuck direction this anime, this manga is going to go into. But I'm very happy that an anime series is going to come out soon for it as well. Or when I say soon, I mean like it's going to come out when the fuck it comes out. 2023, but it y- will. Yeah. yeah, in the next 12 months, right? But that was a fucking great manga to read granted like i've already read kaiju number eight i already read uh, mashal and i just started and got into the most recent uh chapter of um solo leveling this is the the uh, the, the preamble that we we're doing about like upcoming uh manga turned anime adaptations episode number 46 so oshinoko is like it, it's just one of those things where like if we say any more it's going to be a spoiler uh i so i won't say anything else I think that everybody should read Oshinoko. What was your favorite well, manga? Well, uh, let me spoil you. Oshinoko is not even on this list for my favorite manga from season four. How many choices do you have? Masha was my runner-up. Okay, fine. But the, that that comes with an asterisk because you already read that shit a while Dan ago. Dan to Dan is my winner. Okay. So I, I, I really think that... I think Oshinoko is like the artist critic choice kind of thing. But I really think Dan to Dan is very, very good shown in action that should deserve a lot of attention from a lot of people. And should deserve an adaptation. Absolutely. So what 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 is the actual winner then? Well, no, Dan no, to Dan, Dan was the winner. And Marshall uh, was the runner up. But I mean, granted because it's getting an adaptation, that's why it's a, it's a rung below. Now the most important, I guess you would say, of the good anime palette podcast for season four, for the se- last of the serious-ish awards for the season four for finale. How many picks do you have? Two. I've got one. Bro, let's hear it. Welcome to the NHK. Okay. It was just, you know, it, it, it was a formative series for me to watch. Granted, I did watch it like 16 years late, but... Oh god damn, it was a fucking ride. Like I, I, I can't say any more praises for it. It it, it it definitely changed my perception on life and how to like navigate struggle and like any potential moments where you feel like you're a little bit lost, you're a little bit sort of uncertain on how to carry yourself. Uh granted again, I, I don't live with any sort of like like actual diagnosed mental conditions. But, but still, it's, you it's, like it's encounter simple. and experience mental fatigue, whether or, or not like, it's a chronic situation or if it's a, a acute a, is the other term. Yeah, so yeah. like these things happen every now and then, and so when reflecting upon my experience of watching uh, Welcome to NHK, it just felt like it was it was almost like watch it was almost like the the beginning couple of uh, it was like, it was like the first career of watching uh, March Comes Like a Lion, uh, just so that uh, at least personally, Jason Fung is clear. 
just because you're not diagnosed with clinical chronic depression does not mean you as a quote-unquote normal person does not experience its highs and lows. That is not what we are saying here. Much in the same way where if you feel upset or you feel down, it doesn't mean you have depression, but you should also not be afraid to reach out to somebody to talk to and hopefully voice out concerns. Or, or get help. Or, medical help, yeah. Or just say you're depressed because you, you might actually be, you know? But so well, that was so so that was. Can my you pick. guess my runner up and winner? I just Dude, you've been just way try. you've been way more active in terms of watching anime for me. But um, oh God, um, I mean, Blue Log has to have featured in the top five for you this season. Yeah, just not the top two. So go ahead. What was the runner up? What what is what what firmly sits in the number two spot for you? Vinland Saga. Wait, so okay, so you said Villain Saga previously was one of the greatest you've watched, but it only deserves a number two in your best anime of season four. That is correct. So, what the fuck was season What was the number one? Ladies and gentlemen, what series is Will, that? <laughs> my favorite anime from season four of the Good Anime Palette podcast is none other than the unfinished, but has yet to be finished, Fall 2022 seasonal anime known as Bochi the Rock. I was going to say, you better not fucking say Arknights. Bochi the Rock is... Is it really that good? Oh, fuck, okay. I mean, 8.81. I really love this show. If they're... You know, during my busy work schedule, which recently has gone exponentially busy, right? Well, you so... Have, you have documented it, yeah. Yeah. I have all the text messages about that. Yeah, sorry about that. But, look... The time that I could spend on anime, even though it is quite a bit more than the average person, quote-unquote, is still more limited, at least when it was more, you know, chilled out and relaxed. But every time Bochi the Rock, the episode, comes out, first thing on my way to work is to watch it. The, 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 the day after it premieres, because I think the time difference makes it so that, you know, it's like somewhere there. So when that happens, and that really gives me a whole spectrum of emotions, it is my favorite anime from season four of the Good Anime Pal podcast and definitely deserves everybody's attention and very deserving of the score that it gets. And that wraps up the first half of our seasonal awards just the four. fucking first half guys by the way we okay look like we, we 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 were we were trying to keep this within two and a half maybe three hours but no 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 we, it, we, we, it'll be definitely within three hours no 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 it, what was it last time it was three and a half i remember no it wasn't that long but it was definitely long all right i'm gonna double check that but while i double check that we are gonna go off onto our break we're gonna grab lunch we're gonna sober up a little bit and then we're going to get a little more drunk and then start going into the stupidish awards of season four Bro, of the I'll, GAP. Oh, sorry. That was a bit of a spike. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it down. Um, episode number 36, our season three finale, is 187 minutes long, my man. So it wasn't three and a half, but it was still very, very fucking long. So we're going to go to break now. We'll catch you guys in the second half. Be safe. Drink responsibly. Uh, and if you get a little too drunk, eat a burger. In and out, chick shack, wherever it may be. Peace. Woo! 
And we are back for the second half of the fourth season of the GAP finale. Uh, we are going over the second half of today's awards. We went over some serious stuff. Now we're going to go into some real stupid shit and go into the uh, the silly uh, slap you in the face. Why do you even say that awards? Um, how are you feeling, Jason? We finally got a little bit more uh, sober after our... Um, our sake escapades earlier. Uh, legit, I uh, did sober up quite a bit, but uh, that doesn't mean that this train is gonna stop. Le- okay, well, thanks. Okay, let's 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 compile yeah, and we're then clink clink clink, and then we're gonna drink drink drink. Ugh. Wow. Okay. The, sorry, the sake really is pretty good. The second bottle that we got. So. We, we we usually start off with one of the the heaviest questions. Yeah. Um I think, you know, gr- okay, the okay. greatest thinkers, philosophers, all the people that, you know, pose some of the toughest questions of time, of, of existence, of what it means to be a, a human and more importantly, what it means to be a weeb. We are going to ask each other one of the toughest questions imaginable in weebdom. This is the uh the whose hand would you hold? Whose head would you pat? And whose body would you truck? Uh, would you hit with a truck? We just go to short form it. Just straight truck. Truck. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, the fuck, Mary kill kind of a phenomenon. So with these stupidish awards, I think we should put a little bit of emphasis on what these awards mean. So there's a lot of like meme emphasis on it, a lot of like deriving from Reddit, uh, from malformed circles. Yeah, exactly. So the fuck Mary Kill or uh, whose uh, hand would you hold? Whose, no, whose yeah. head would you pat for effing? Whose hand would you hold for marrying? And uh, who would you truck for kill? Will and I have, unbeknownst to each other three picks that maybe him for his own pick and mine for my own pick has already one in mind, but we also want to hear what we think of now, each now, other. Now, this time round, I only have a set of three. I know sometimes we might have doubled up in which it's like, here is like the fan favorite three, and then here are the personal three. I have um, two sets of three. Yeah, but so I, that's what I was alluding to, yeah. Do you think I should reveal my two sets of three? But let's hear what you have to say first. Will. So in my... Uh, All right, I need to write this down. In my head pat, handhold, and body truck section, I've got... Sumika Fujimiya, the female lead of Uncle Isekai, Ai Hoshino from Oshinoko, and Fiona Frost from Spike's family. Oh, oh, this is like the easiest thing ever to the. I mean, they're, on, they're, on, they're, on, they're, on, they're all they're all no no you know, no handhold no. material. It, it, no, it, it it's easy. It's rock solid. Get ready. So I would be the head that I would pat. Fiona would be the hand that I would hold. And Sumika would be the person that I would hit with the truck. Okay, that's easy to do. That was relatively easy, guys. That's straightforward. Very straightforward. I don't even know why. I I, I was going to write it down, and then I kind of stopped halfway through, bro. Is this is this how we're going to start off well, the Stupidish Awards? Was it really that easy to pick from, like, I and from Fiona? Yeah, Fiona's the one I would handhold. Head pat eye. Unfortunately, she never got her hand held in uh, in Spike's family. 
Spoiler alert. <laughs> Will, originally I had two sets of three, but guess what? Now you I'm, have three sets of three? No, I'm just going to give you one of them. And <sighs> if you want to, you can have the other set of three. Let's, let's see how much I struggled with this set. Will, do you like Monogatari? Oh, I love... Oh, you... Son of a bitch. Are you going to... No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. What are you thinking, Will? I thought you were just going to pick, like, fucking Nadako, Nikitagi, and then fucking Shinobu or Hanakawa. You see, just because whose head, whose hand, whose body would you truck, right? I'm going to need to speak a little closer to the microphone, my guy. I'm sorry. Um, I will have to speak a little bit louder at the very least. And, um... Will, it doesn't have to be best girl, best waifus. What happens when it's a metaphorical MP3 audio file? You're, really? You're, you're, picks, you're, adding, you're adding layers to this, dude? Your picks for whose hand would you hold, whose head would you pat, whose body would you truck is as follows. Your three choices are Renai Circulation, Platinum Disco, and Stable Stable. That's... Fucking easy. Let's go. That would be so easy. I would easily hold hands with Platinum Disco. Yeah? I would head pat Renai Circulation. Oh, shit. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to hit Staple Stable with the truck. Oh, shit. I did not think you would. Wow! No, Unfazed. I mean, come on, man. Like I've, 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 I've waxed lyrical about platinum disco like to the end of time. All right, all right okay, okay. How about this then? A uh, quick, a uh, second, uh, second three zero. Okay. It's also about monogatari, but it's not about the most popular people. It's actually about the least popular three zero. Izuko Gaien, Yozuro Kaneg. Kagenui, which is the dolls, uh, the older Onesang, and Sodachi Oikura. Sodachi. Oh, she was in the the um, uh, Zoku. Yes. In, 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 in uh, Owari. Uh, Owari. Oh, no, Owari, not not Zoku. Yeah, Owari. Yeah. My God. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Uh, spoiler alert. She does appear in Zoku, oh, but she, but besides she, the point. She's a good character. Oof. So you have those three: the girl who knows everything. The girl who kind so, so, of so Gaien, Sodachi, and uh, the doll girl's sister. Uh, Kage Nui, yeah, Yozuru. Kage Nui, Yozuru. I'd hit Yozuru with a truck. I would head pat. No, I would hand hold Sodachi, and I would. Pat, yeah, I would pat guy on the head. Oh, ooh, that's a hard one. Oh, I mean, easily I would I would hit Yuzuru with the truck. Wow, I would I, not. It, it would be a one and done for me. For me, it was the other way around. I would. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. You yeah, complete I, I, your I, 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 I will one and done with Yuzuru with the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll stick with what I said. I think I would head pat. Yuzuru, uh, I would head pat Gaian, but I would hold Sadachi's hand. I think that that that's how I would go about mine. Oh, yeah. I would truck uh, Sodachi. What? I would uh, handhold Gaian, and I would head oh, pat Yozuru. Such a good character. Oof. Okay. Well, that wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. That's also not as hard as I thought it would be. All right. 
I really thought we would uh, no, agonize a no, bit over I, it. I think both of us thought we might. Maybe, maybe we've you know reached a higher plane of, uh, of we've exist we existence through through that second bottle of sake. So um, on to uh, the next award, which is you know historically known as the ELI Five Award or the Explain Like I'm Five Award. Just to sort of further explain. Sometimes there are things we don't really understand and we need someone to explain it as if we were a child just so we can, you know, really break it down and take in what you're trying to say. Um, I've got one for this election. Jason, do you have one or two? One. And what would that be? Will, can you explain it to me like I'm five years old? Why is licorice recoil, despite it being very good, so massively popular and adored by everyone. I think like one thing that we've come to know with every season is that there's always it, it, there is like a slew of anime originals. There's got to be one that carries the torch of like the representative across each season. Um, you know, we saw that with um, with oh, actually a lot of Cloverworks stuff, right? Um, and this is again another Cloverworks property. I I just think that it hits the right notes in terms of having likable characters, having really, really good action sequences, a plot that's not too hard to follow, but also like deep enough for you to dive in and sort of like further explore the complications that each character faces when he, you know, when they come across a specific obstacle or a plot point in, uh, in the anime series. Um, and just, I mean, it's, it's also Cloverworks. It, it's, it's, it's it, it's um, easy to say that it's I hate to break it to you, Will. It's not done by Cloverworks. Is it not? It is not. Then wait, so, but it's done by the same studio as Engage Kiss. I think so. Let me double check right now. Uh, e- yes. If it's not Cloverworks, then who is it? Do you like steak, Will? A one. That That's is, it. Yeah. A one. Okay. Well, fair enough. Hey. Okay. Okay, fine, fine. Redact. But A1's still really damn good Rock solid nonetheless, right? I mean, 100% going to give you that. But, I mean, to get... First of all, we didn't report on this, but I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find it. Licorice, or as I like to call it, like Horus Recoil, has two new stories that really bothered me to a certain extent. The first one is the less egregious one, I guess, which is it has a stage play meaning that it has reached a certain level of popularity so that it can get a stage play. The second one... And you're going to have to speak a little closer to the microphone again. Again? I'm, like, speaking as close as I can get. See the waveforms now? There you oh, go. shit. Okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. So, um, so, so what stood out for you that it needed to be in this specific award category? In video games... There is a very well-known Japanese video game developer called Hideo Kojima. And when he make he when he goes out of his way to say, Hey, Licorice Recoil is pretty dope. And then in the end you use that as like part of your advertising material, promotional material, it really is like I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. If anything, like Licorice, like Horus Recoil, is really it's good, very good, rock solid, 100%. I'm not denying that. It's probably like an 8.5, but more of an 8 than a 9. But why is it 
going crazy and ape shit. Like there was no maybe other than just being crowd pleasing, but even with Spike's family, for example, that I would also attribute to being very crowd pleasing. I think it's more outstanding, but maybe because it's an original, that's why people put it in a higher regard, which I also understand. It, it, it does certainly gain extra brownie points from that front. And I, I, I honestly just think that it just does everything well. Like you said, it's not outstanding, but when you add every element together, it comes together as a very well-composed product. I think that that would be the main argument for it. Uh, I think I, it gets I, a B plus. I, I don't think that it would be like the the only reason why it's like so popular. I mean, everybody has their own prerogative, right? Um, I I quite liked it. I haven't finished it yet, but like I haven't had any issues with the series so far. I mean, the pacing is is decent. The characters are likable, if not like you know, like kind of generic, but you know, it's the, cute the, girls doing assassiny things. Exactly. That's really it. And if it works, it works. I think that's that's generally it. The main thing that, that sets it apart is the fact that it's a really good original. That's, okay. that's about it. I, so, I, that's how I would put it. That That's a fair assessment. So, Will, you're five years old, but uh, please ask me a question, Will. Blue Lock. Yeah? As popular as it is and as well-liked as it is, why is Blue Lock a sports anime when it really doesn't have all that much to do with sports? Do you think Kuroko no Basuke is a sports anime. I mean, that's also it's something that I don't understand either. What about Ice Shield 21? Although that one is a bit more uh, iffy in terms of the gray, that, being that, in the gray that, area. That, and that's like a really good argument too. It's like for me, it's like when I was talking about like, for example, like Ayawashi. Right? I've, I've talked about how much I love that series because it's very real in terms of its portrayal of like a up and coming like soccer or football player that doesn't necessarily get the way like, you know, that he wants to in terms of like growing as a professional uh, athlete. Um, and then with basketball, it's the same way, you know, in comparing, in comparing Slam Dunk and Chronicle of Basket. I get, I totally get that. And then when you pose the question of I Shield 21, as fantastic as it is, it also is an extreme caricature of the sport of gridiron of, of, of american football so it's not fair for me i guess to say that like oh like there's this you know this soccer anime that is you know very very outlandish and takes like one or two elements of what the sport's supposed to be and really really focuses on it and like blows it like out of proportion um so the reason why i would give the um give iShield 21 a pass in this instance is because there's not as much comparison there's not as many series that focus on the sport of gridiron compared to soccer compared to basketball and so i guess this is just like a personal thing for me because as much as i like american football as much as i like gridiron i'm not as invested in it but with soccer with like association football like that's the top sport for me. I mean, of course, we've got the World Cup going on. I've been like watching. Soccer. I think that's a very good reason. I've been watching soccer uh, ever since you know I was like what like ten. I've been supporting my favorite teams since like two thousand three, and so like I'm 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 very very much like like into the sport. Like I'm I would say I'm confidently knowledgeable in the sport, and that I know a lot of the intricacies of like sports behind the scenes of like players that are like um like connected to all these different teams and you know just like the global implications of like following such like a large uh popular sport and so when watching the first episode of blue lock i did read a couple chapters of the manga as well i just didn't 
I couldn't vibe with it because it just kept on breaking that sense of distorted, like of of of, of like disassociating reality. Like, or I I I knew that I was watching and reading a series that's meant to be a little bit outlandish and not representative of the actual sport. But who's this? Who's this series really for? Because I I personally don't think that if you are a hardcore sports fan that you would be as into Blue Log as you would be with Ayawashi. But if you're also like a Shonen fan or even like one of those kind of like death game fans that there are also probably other series you could probably get into. I don't know. For me, it just feels like Blue Lock is trying to encapsulate both sides. And as much as I like both genres, it, it doesn't culminate to something that works for me. I don't know. Like it, it, that. That's that's why. Like for me, I'm just trying to understand. Like why that holds such a claim when, for myself, I just personally don't see it. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I can at least uh, speak to my opinion of why it is popular and why I don't love it, but I quite like it. So first of all, my affinity with soccer or football is okay at best. Not because I hate the sport, it's just I don't follow it compared to all the other sports. Um, also, I think timing is a big factor, as you alluded to, or not alluded to, you actually mentioned the World Cup happening right now. I would also bet Japan putting together a very, very strong performance. Well, that can't, as, can't say the same about the U.S., unfortunately, or Canada. That aside, though, um, the timing with the World Cup, I'm willing to bet money it was done on purpose, and it's not that hard for anybody to really conceive like that kind of thought. Yeah, I mean, Blue Lock, the manga, came out after the 2018 World Cup. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's that. I mean, there's definitely a lot of behind-the-scenes like business thinking as to when to release the series. I also think Kuroko no Basket is an extremely appropriate comparison to Blue Lock for basketball to uh, soccer slash football. But why it's very popular, I just think, in a way, it's very crowd-pleasing, to be honest. There is um, very few animes that feature a lot of just strict dudes compared to, compared to idol shows, harem shows, right? Or even reverse harem shows. There's just a lot more female... Uh, like male fantasy female representation in a lot of shows per anime season so to have the equivalent of uh, basically Kuroko no Basuke or uh, Haikyuu right even though the quality or their uh, realistic portrayal is very different it is another iteration of those just done also very well. I also think that uh, Studio 8-Bit, I think, was the studio that made Blue Lock. Uh, I can't... I, I can double-check that. Uh, yeah, it was 8-Bit. I think it was way better than I thought it would be. I didn't think that it would be... I thought it would be pretty phoned in, but actually it wasn't that bad. It wasn't great. But yeah, also, I, I'm, I'm of that same milk, too. I thought it was okay. But I thought it was like a very good B plus, like B to B plus kind of level. And it was just good enough that it just passed the threshold of being very popular and timely. That's it, really. Okay. All right. 
Well, I mean, like, it's not like I'm going to be picking up Blue Lock anytime soon, even though it's airing on Netflix right now. I mean, but... you're being a hipster with the Ayawashi thing, which I do get. I honestly do get. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to like put that against you. In fact, I would say steer away from it if you are, if you are of the Ayawashi crowd rather than the Kuroko no Basket crowd, because this will only infuriate you, really. I mean, there's a reason why Ayawashi is rated higher than Blue Lock in terms of the uh, the anime. Um, but may- again, you know, it's it 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 serves like its purpose for two different camps, right? Like just because you like soccer doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna like both of them. I mean, you, you know, I like Slam Dunk and Kuroko no Basket, but there is one that I like more than the other, that being Slam Dunk. But I still like Kuroko no Basket. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that are in the similar camp as I do, or like uh, Kuroko no uh, Basket over Slam Dunk, but like both. You know, that's kind that's kind of how it is. Now we move into the Fua Fuari Fua Fuaru Award, which is the comfiest, the chillest, the most wholesome anime or manga of season four of the GAP podcast. And uh, why would it be anything else other than DIY? Correct. The winner for me as well is DIY. It's so good that like wholesome, like Iashke, like. There's just nothing else you need to watch other than just girls discovering that they're actually really good at woodcraft and building benches and making like, and being these, good these... with tools, right? Like it's just kind of uh, it's I, I, in a way it's very empowering to be able to make things from scratch, to be able to do things from scratch, do it yourself literally, and uh, it's just really cool to see a slice of life with that kind of twist and have it also be very comfy at the same time it, it's just a very 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 relaxing time I, I i would highly recommend anybody who needs a little bit of like the like bedtime anime it's just something you need to you know tune off from work and and rewind uh, you know your 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 lazy weeknights or even just like a lazy weekend i would say yeah diy is the way to go now, in any other parallel universe, my runner-up would easily be the winner, but Yuru Camp the movie did not beat DIY in terms of being the comfiest ever. Yeah. If it was just like regular season Yuru Camp, then yeah, it's no competition. Yeah, no competition there, but it ain't... I mean, it's not that far off, but it's just not there. Yeah, you know? because we talked about how like the, it, the, the middle of uh, the movie just kind of lost our attention a bit. It does pick up later on, but like if we were to talk about a complete package, like DIY for the season is the one to go. I do think, and I still think both of us agree to this, which is if it was like a six-episode half-cur kind of... OVA kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. I think it will be a lot... We'll be a lot less critical of it, but because when you have to literally sit down... You can't binge it of your own choosing, but just have to sit down and watch it all the way through. It's kind of like not to mention they also announced season three right afterwards as well. Like you, you knew this was going to this had to be a movie. Unfortunately, is that also your runner up, Will? Uh, I didn't even have a runner up. Oh, I, I wasn't even putting Eurocamp in that. It was like, I, I'm just being a little bit more critical about it. I suppose. I'm just happy that you agree with me on DIY. I thought you were going to say Eurocamp, but DIY really was a very surprisingly comfy and has the fluffy sama seal of approval for the fluffiest show. We could have e- we could have easily disregarded it, right? But like, we gave it a chance, we watched it, and it turns out to be like a very solid, comfy show. So now we do a complete one eighty to do the Edge Lord sama award, known as the 
Prison of Eternity and Cruelty Award given to the edgiest anime of season four. I have a runner-up and a winner. I've got just a solo like across the board. It just takes the cake. Well, for yeah. Me. So just tell me about Akiba Made Wars, Will. That wasn't it. Oh, I actually shit. thought that was more comical than edgy. But I do the see. I do see the edge. Um, for me, uh, I'll just say real quick: Inyashike, uh, Inyashiki, Last yeah. Hero, Inyashiki, Last Hero, is definitely a very uh, edgy show and very uh, controversial, in-your-face kind of show. Uh, but I think Akiba Made War for me is the winner just because it is so far away from A, what I thought it would be, even if you uh, exclude the trailer. Even if you're getting for anything from the trailer as well. Yeah, it's just like, what the fuck am I watching? But hell yeah, let's fucking go. And it's just trying to offend and make you laugh and feel uncomfortable and make the characters in the anime feel uncomfortable stupidity absurdity all of it makes it the edgiest show for me for season four for me the edgiest property just had to be solo leveling not so much for the content itself but the irl situation behind it as well that was i mean that's pretty much why it had to be the number one for me like look it is a fantastic Mahua. The fact that I wasn't able to put it down either, even after reading like 150 chapters of it, like it's a damn good read. But you also know that once the anime drops, there's going to be a lot of questions asked about it. And then there's going to be people like researching it behind the scenes. If you didn't really know the controversy that lies behind solo leveling, you're going to know very, very soon. Um, I don't want to divulge too much more into it because uh, you well, can it's a spoiler. It. But yeah, you would, you, but also you can hear what we had to say about it. I think in episode forty six, which yep. is our primer episode. Yes, that's correct. Which has now become a regular staple. So that does mean I'm going to have to read a lot more animes. I read a lot more manga soon. That is very very correct. All right, now comes our next award category, also known as. Curiosity Killed Neko-chan, also playing off of Curiosity Killed the Cat. Will, do you have the definition of Curiosity Killed Neko-chan? We are talking about an anime or a manga series that generated the most thought, the most discussion. No, 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 that's Thinking Man. I thought we were doing Thinking. Oh, no, Curiosity Killed Wait, I have my order in the way around. Oh, okay. In that case, if we're doing Curiosity, oh, we were just talking about series that literally we... Didn't really know much about, or we were kind of intrigued, but there was just something stopping us from it, and then we decided, you know what, let's just pull the trigger and check it out. And uh, yeah, no, we probably shouldn't have watched it in the first place. Um, it was super easy for me. Yeah, Endro. As much as it's like, what well, you know how when you were watching such a good, such a good, good trap that good, I laid good, for you, wholesome Lolita shit, uh, so good. I I knew how when when. It was like my troll pick for the cleanup, and I was like, "There's no way Will is gonna get that one." And then, boom! So the thing with like the whole like curiosity getting the better of me, it wasn't so much even watching it in the first place. Like I knew I had to, but you know, given you know our experience of doing this series, we always had like that sort of exit plan, which is like you've watched enough of it, and you're like, "Yeah, no, this is totally not for me. I'm just gonna stop it here, give my thoughts, and move on to the next thing." 
But for me, I decided I was going to continue watching Andrew through to the end because it had decent enough ratings and a following on my anime list that I just felt like I had to see if it got any better. If there was something in there that made me understand why people liked it. And then it dawned on me that I was a fucking fool. You just had to know, right? I just had to know if there's anything else besides lollies in this show. And And, no, uh, there is not. Curiosity got the better of you. The lollies got the better of me. So, Harem Lab is my runner-up. Harem Labyrinth, to be precise. And this is coming straight off of the heels of... uh, We do a peeler? No. Harem's End. Oh, there's that. World's End Harem. That really just was like, why did this exist? Why did it got delayed? And this is what you came up with? And then Harem Lab was like, yo, 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 yo. Okay, we didn't really delay uh, our production, but um, we're ready to, um, you know, uh, take the baton from World's End Harem and decide to carry on this gravy train by producing this piece of shit anime that really you're just better off watching hentai at that point if that's what you're into. And I mean, like, to each their own, right? Everyone's into something, right? So Harm's Lab, though, if you're into that, like, bro, just, or lady, whoever you are in between, whatever, just watch something else, man. Do we want to go into the Thinking Man Award now? No, because my winner is a very simple choice of Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer because of the disparity between the Uh, manga and the anime. And between the two of us, I was the one that watched it first. But how many episodes did you end up watching? Three. I just stopped after one. I just felt that as soon as I saw the end of that episode, I was like, oh, that's it. That's all I need to see for the rest of this series. It was real bad, man. Like, painful. The score is terrible, dude. So, uh, while uh, we think about the score a bit more... Uh, we are now progressing on to uh, the Thinking Man Award, which, which is, is the, the anime one, yeah. or manga that personally provoke the most amount of thought and feelings, I guess, in um, in us. And Will would tell you about why Welcome to the NHK is also the winner of the Thinking Man Award. No? Very simple, straightforward. It is Welcome to the NHK. You know I say more? I've said enough already about it, and uh, it very much deserves its place here because... I, I mean, like, I, I can check how much time I've used to talk about it in this episode, but in the, you know, the episode talking about mental conditions, I went off on that shit. Need I say more? We can move on to your selections now. I drew a blank, Will. Because I didn't have a choice in mind that I thought was appropriate. Oh, you didn't watch anything that allowed you to ascend to that Sigma brain that allowed you to really, really question existence, question reason. Now, were there shows that provoke thought and consideration? Absolutely. Plenty, actually. Uh, Enough to even be placed on this category by force? Or like halfway gray area consideration, absolutely, but, but you not. Just, it just didn't deserve to be there. It didn't deserve to be there, especially when I knew that like you would put "Welcome to the NHK" on here, and I was just like, "Oh, but I mean that—that's personally for me." No, though, no, but yeah? but it was sort of like, 
yeah, that makes so much sense. In fact, if you didn't put it on there, it would be offensive. But what would be that equivalent to me? And I really couldn't think of anything that I thought put it. So I guess we move on to the next category then, which is the Get On That Shit Award, also known as the I Watch Something That the other person should totally watch, and uh, I don't understand why they're putting it off. So I went a bit more liberal about the definition of this award. My and one is just straightforward. It's, again, welcome to NHK. I know right. you've talked about why you don't want to watch it, and I completely respect that. I just hope that there is an opportunity one day for you to watch Cheers a to little that bit one. about that. It's... um. Look, you've you told me your reasons, both on, on air and also behind the scenes, but... Maybe one day we can have a bit more of an in-depth discussion about Welcome to HK. But you said you took some liberties with your choices for this award. How many selections do you have? And maybe just lay them out. No, no, no. It's not the number of selections. It's the definition of the award. So rather than telling you to get on that shit, Will, I decided to broaden it to yourself other people or the anime and manga industry oh arc knights to get on that shit award no 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 actually, actually yeah, both be- of these en- enough people already know about arc knights both of these actually have nothing to do with any anime or manga in particular wait what the fuck <laughs> wait, wait 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 how how liberal did you go with this award it's really, okay uh, so let, let, let's hear you out my runner up for the get on that shit award goes to Announcements of complete anime adaptations, which is given to Bleach Thousand Year Warren Mashal. Because I think that kind of ballsy decision, that kind of commitment, all in, should be commended and people need to get on that shit and not dilly-dally with, oh, will it get another season? Or, hey, they're only just going to do one season and then call it quits. Oh, but you know full well why studios do do that. Or even like just companies don't do that in the first place. No, no I, I understand yeah, the yeah, feasibility yeah. of it. But, like, more people should get on that shit, dude. You think it's a risk worth taking? Especially if you're that confident. I really think it says a lot. Now, How do for, you feel about, for example, sh- camp, uh, companies that decide to roll out two seasons of Shield Hero back-to-back? I knew you were going to say that. Um, for every Shield Hero... Yeah, there is a mashal and a bleach. Fair enough. You take some, you lose some, right? Yeah, fair enough. And uh, this is going to be a bit controversial and stupid. No, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, my winner of the get on that shit award is OPs and EDs with lyrics on the screen and not just subtitles, and that is given to Mob Psycho One Hundred, season three and Call of the Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really love that kind of aesthetic of the lyrics are just fucking on the screen. You can't hide from it. You can't disable subs or enable dubs or whatever. It's just, yo, this is part of the opening uh, credits and it's aesthetics. There's nothing you can do about it. And guess what? You're going to love it. And for these two shows, Mob Psycho Season 3 and um, and Call of the Night, it's just rock solid. I like it. This was not the direction I thought you would go in terms of taking liberties with the category. You just thought I had like five thousand choices. It, I mean, I, 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 I'm happy that you 
pose those as, as choices for however you decide to interpret this question. Um, as in, you're happy with the selection that I made rather than what you thought I would make? These these make sense. These okay. make absolute sense. As, as risky and as controversial as they may be. Um, but, I, I mean, I fully respect that. I mean, especially when you were talking about studios that have the, the, the nads just come out and say, look, like... Fuck that studio or fuck this production company for only saying you're going to do one cur just to promote the manga or the light novel and then see if there's enough interest to continue doing adaptations. No, we're just going to go straight up say, you know what? This thing has had like, what, eight volumes? We'll do all of it. I respect that. If, if, if a studio did do that, as much as it is crazy that anybody would want to do that, because it literally puts you in a bind if you don't actually like commit to it. Hey, I mean, you, I mean, Yutsura now also, I mean, it's just not as uh, high rated on Mal, but it is committed to a full year. Uh, similarly with, I think, Fire Force, obviously, Fruits Basket, the remake as well. They committed to a complete adaptation from the get-go. So that kind of trend, I think, is uh, worth commending for but do sure. You, but do you feel that there would be, like, I mean, having said that now, right? Like, do you feel that... It would be a little bit more commonplace, or do you feel that there's still going to be some business sensibilities behind saying straight up, "Oh, we're going to adapt everything"? Because there might be a studio that does that, but like it's still, might, it's still probably going to be a dime a dozen. I think for every studio Shaft and David Productions that does JoJo and Monogatari from the get go, I think this yeah. kind of trend is not that frequent. It, it it really just depends on the series, right? Like for mm-hmm. example, if it's JoJo, you know they're going to be adapting everything you'll be pissed off if they don't right so it just makes sense but i think people need to get on that shit more shall we move on to the undo of healer award next uh yeah well right so what is the definition of undo of healer what is it based uh, off of what is it inspired by uh we've talked about this particular anime slash novel series that we don't never need to go back talking about the specific healer uh, You series. did mention it earlier, we though. We did, we did. Yeah, so yeah, we don't yeah. need to talk about it anymore. But we're essentially talking about a series, whether it be an anime, a manga, a light novel, a game, whatever it may be, to tell the studio behind it, the writer behind it, the artist behind it, and say, yeah, no, this ain't it, son. Like, redo this shit all over again. Just, just, just fix this up and then come back to us when you have a completed product. So I'm just going to tell you my runner-up, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Easy. But I do not think you know what my winner is is it a a fall season no no it's not was it a backlog not really okay well hit us with it well do you like 3d printers i mean i've never used one do you like space will Uh, where's this going do you remember a show that is we thought was pretty exceptional yeah Exception is the show that wins Undo of Healer because I thought, you thought that it was going to be lit. Yeah. And when we saw the plot synopsis, yeah, we yeah, thought, yeah. yo, 3D printing people? Fuck yeah. Space? Hell yeah. That, that concept art? Fuck yeah. And then we saw footage of it. And our heart, my heart, sank when I saw it. And then when I saw, like, you know, five to ten minutes of it, my heart sank even lower. They need to... 
bring that shit back to the drawing board and get it right. Just undo that shit. Patch it back up. Do whatever you need to do to make it not look like Garbage, a David yeah. Bowie carbon cardboard cutout and actually be David Bowie. I'm not sure how you will take my pick, but I have my reasons for it. Um, yeah, let's hear it. It's a movie that I watched during our closet cleanup. And I think that Promare, the movie, needs to be redone. I know that you're reaching for the sake, and I will have one too, but I already explained it when we were doing that episode, and I'll have to explain it all over again. I hope you're not too upset about me picking this, but I have reasons for it. Well, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. Okay, Dad. Um, so, Promare. Good movie. I gave it a, a solid 8 out of 10, but it's not without its issues. The reason that I put this in this category is because the animation quality is some of the worst I'd seen from Trigger. There were a lot of parts where there were a lot of glitches, um, a lot of slow frame rates. Uh, I thought the voice acting wasn't that great either. But above all, I felt that the action sequences, particularly when it came to the latter half, I think like it was like the last 30, 40 minutes of it, that you could actually see the frame rates dropping. It immediately went from like a high res 4K experience down to like you have your slow ass dial up internet kind of grainy internet quality. And I know, of course, that with these kinds of productions, especially when you're using high level like computer graphics, it 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 does require a lot of work and time to make it right. So I feel that if Trigger had the ability to take that shit back, fix it up, re-release it, sell it in a Blu-ray, I'd happily rewatch it again. Like again, this is not to say that I didn't like Promare. I like Promare. I do like the movie. But it's not without its problems. It's not without its kinks. And I definitely feel that it deserves to have a better remaster for it. If it ever does get a remaster for it. so It won't, but yeah. You, but do you at least see where I'm coming from? Or do you feel that it, you, you know where I'm coming from, but it's not as much of an issue for you? Uh, uh, the latter, yeah. yeah. I, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I don't fault you for thinking that way. But it would it, look it, so it, much better if they just redid those specific sequences. In this particular case, with personal bias inputted, right? I don't think it was that big of a deal. But I, as I said, right? And I think I still said it to you during the cleanup, right? Like, I get it. Like, I really do. So it's not like, oh, you're wrong or whatever. It's more like, I just... It, it didn't bother me that much, but I get why it bothered you because it did bother me, but it just wasn't enough at all to... Yeah. It, uh, it, it impacted my experience of watching the the movie a lot more than I would have liked. That's the main thing. For what it's worth, if they were to ever do like a 60 frames per second 4K kind of like those really like silky smooth fluidity, which makes anime look kind of weird sometimes for me, I think Promare would be uh, a lot lower on my list of favorite animes in general. So you like the grainy kind of jitteriness to it? 
I don't. Or wanna... do you feel that if it was too? I... It, it's one of those like it's, unca- it's one of those uncanny valley kind of things. Yeah, I don't want to make it sound like oh, I'm this artsy fartsy kind of like oh, it's an aesthetic choice when it isn't and well, giving. Well, well, a... When it looks too smooth, too real, that kind of breaks the immersion for you. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that bad that it was like glitchy. I know it kind of looks like that at times, but it wasn't. It didn't bother me that much. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I totally get. It. I really do. So all right, and then uh, what's there, the next award? Because there apparently are four left. My uh, orders are off. So the the guys that just let me explain award comes up next. All right, and uh, the guys just let me explain award. Uh, paraphrasing here is the award where when you're either watching or reading uh, that anime or manga. And someone walks in on you or realizes what you're watching or reading. And you're kind of like, guys, guys, guys. Or just like, you know, in front of a judge or whatever or a lawyer. Just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason behind Inspector all this. Inspector or uh, officer, just just hear me out for a sec. Just let me explain. Take, let me t- take these handcuffs off me and let's talk about it. Um, my one was straightforward. It was uh, Harem Labyrinth. That was my runner up. I, I, I... As much as the, 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 the topic itself is extremely controversial, I couldn't help but like see like how far this main character go in his pursuit of just being a badass RPG main hero. Like I kinda like the RPG elements behind it, but I know it carries a lot of you know, really, really fucked up shit behind it too, so did I love watching it? No, but was I curious enough to try and see, like, you know, if there was enough for it and actually enjoy some of it? Yeah, I, and I, I'm not lying when I say I did enjoy some of Harem Labyrinth. And you kind of didn't want people to walk in and no, I wouldn't want anybody to know I'm It'll watching be it. Sus, but, I mean, right? now, now everybody knows I, I I watched like five episodes of the shit. So hey, rest me. Uh, well, uh, just. I know you walked in on me watching Vermeil and Gold, but just just hear me out. Just let me explain. Just just Oh, I have no problem with that, but go on. Just let me explain like the whole like Shota Onesang phenomenon. Do you have time for the Shota Succubus relationship? Yeah. Uh do you have uh time out of your day that you can kinda put out, like take out uh, uh, No, I'm spending my time trying to summon my own succubus, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, say what you need uh, to say. Funny, funny, funny. Um I kinda I kind of dig it. Uh, I didn't it's finish. It's trash. I didn't finish it's, it's it. It's garbage, but oh it my god, it is complete garbage. Complete and utter garbage. But kind of is like it works. It, it works enough for me. I mean, the ratings don't say it, but fuck it. Like, I'm not gonna be and, like and it's double standard. It's fucking double standard, and I know that. Like the whole lowly Shota bullshit. Like, I totally get that. Which we talked about in our Fred's episode. I, I know. Yeah. I, it's it really bothers me that I feel this way about this whole shit. Yet you here you are explaining everything that is like not okay and okay with Vermeil and Gold, and I respect that. What's next, Will? Um, well, if you weren't already on thin ice for talking about for male and gold, I guess you are now because you're gonna have to pick an anime series or two that, or even just anything with an anime and manga that you feel is on thin ice and that you would want people to be like, "Hey, get your shit together and stop doing this shit." My winner, no contest, is not given to any manga or anime series. Is it a genre? Nope. Okay. 
it's just given to the thing that prevents me from watching anime or reading manga. Your job? <laughs> My IRL work. <laughs> fucking messing us up, bro. Will, you, me... And our fucking RRL jobs. I mean, granted, I quite like my current job. It's quite intense, but I really do like it. And I think, Will, you've... You... No comment. No, okay, fuck. Shit. Okay, but I, I quite like my job. It's a bit of a heavy lifting, but... Hey guys, please, let, let Jason watch some anime and read some manga. Come on. Dude, and it just, like, aggravates me when it just so happens. And I don't know why, Will. I really don't know why that, like good amount and i mean a heavy heavy amount of people that work at my office just somehow happens to be into anime and manga maybe not to the level that i am or you especially not us but like yo you like blue lock you like spikes family they talk about that oh cyberpunk edge runner oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh let's talk about akiba made war fucking uh, I'm calling you out. I'm not saying your name, but you know who you are. You're from IT. You came up to me and was like, yo, what are you watching this season? Because you know I podcast. I love that when you start talking about Akiba Mate Ward, that the wave waveforms start popping up like strong. Like, Dude, and I was like to this uh, IT coworker colleague, I was like, have you checked out Akiba Mate War? And he lost his fucking goddamn mind because... He was like, yo, 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 you saw that first episode, right? And I'm like, yeah, glow sticks choreography is kind of crazy these days. And he's like, yeah, yeah going, dog. Going off to other clubs and uh, making business proposals. That's a fucking, like, formality, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, fluffy and made cafes. Casting magic spells on your food and all that, you right? You know, ketchup and whatnot, right? It's great, right? But, uh, yeah. Let me also not only appreciate my coworkers' tastes in anime, but just let me watch some anime, please. Whoever this uh, coworker is, you're a real one. Good job. Um, uh, he told me uh, to watch Uma Musume. Okay. He is. He's. He we, sets we, still, a, we still need to do the 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 watch along for Uma Musume. He sets aside a budget. Per month, yeah, you've told strictly me that for Uma Musume, he lost his mind. The first thing he he did to me that uh, that morning was like, yo, season three, man, man. And I'm like, yes, I know, I know, I know, season three. And he's like, yo, season season three, right? And I'm like, yes, yes, I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna have to take a shot of sake because I'm gonna go in on my thin ice award. I'm starting to feel this shit. All right, well, well, why the fuck do we have so many shit isekais every goddamn season? You know every why. single every single week when we're getting ready to put together the docket for all of our episodes just to talk about news, there are at least like five announcements of oh this light novel, this 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 isekai. Oh, um, the 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 greatest healer was reborn as a dunce and now is wandering around the dungeon as a refrigerator. Or this sword got stuck up my ass and now I can't get out of it. But I got portal into a new world where I am now the sword and inside my own ass. Like what whatever like fucking anime series that is an isekai. Like you like I'm... that's a pretty good light novel title <laughs> to be fair. Like that's like a good etchy 
light novel dungeon crawler like crawler isekai. yeah right yeah. It's like, but like every single season every single week we have new adaptations we have new announcements oh this voice cast is doing this anime series for an isekai blah, blah 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 like literally this season alone we had like seven there was like black summoner and my summoner's life and like uh, the 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 parallel world pharmacy and some other shit that was also going on. Yeah, but to be fair, parallel world pharmacy was legit. There are twelve isekais coming out in next season in winter twenty twenty three. There are twelve isekais because it's popular. That's Will? what I'm saying though. It's like, like I understand like you. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, but they mean like you go to like the mid to late two thousands. There were loads of very mid and shit shonen series. There were loads and loads of like shit like fantasy series. There were loads of shit like mecha series in the eighties and nineties. Like what is this any different? Like, well, yeah, it's a generational thing. And for me now sitting on my boomer fucking like soapbox i'm coming out here and telling y'all stop with the mid isekais this shit has got to stop at some point i i just want to watch good anime it's hard whenever like there's like a new season coming out and you just have to wade through like 40 50 percent of them and you know that half of those are gonna be garbage isekais i'm sorry like th- that that's just me i feel like it it makes sense it's a cash grab or it's also like, you know, like light novels and manga that feature isekais and all that are super popular. And of course, you're going to be seeing those getting adapted because that's just how the world works with this with this kind of business. I just don't subscribe to it. And I just hope that it stops at some point. That That's where my thin eyes is. Sure, it will stop at some point. Well, yeah, I do dread to think what the next genre will be. We talked about this already, but like, ugh, I, I have no idea how long this isekai train is going to go on for. My opinions of the next you know, potential candidates for genre defining is a lot more elegant than isekais, I'll be honest. I hope right? so. No, no, no. It is so. At least the ones that I said for that. Yeah, BP. no, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the <sighs> next award is given to um, a the, bunch of shitheads the, called the Akito Soma Award given to... Like the biggest asshole, bitch, villain, rash fucking parasite that we've come across in a series and we have to uh, explicitly state each time that it is named after akito soma from fruits basket because my god you're such a bitch my good my one goes to keith kepler from spy x family because <coughs> he kicked a dog bro you don't kick dogs you can is that the one where like i kind of also gave for the interviewer, the Murdoch Swan, I think was the yeah. name that uh, put that made uh, Anya cry. Yeah. So you can defraud a, a nation. You can commit crimes like you can murder. Even be fucking Vanilla Ice, but just don't kick a dog, man. And Keith Kepler went and did that. Dude, he kicked Bond. You kick those other dogs. You don't do that. I'm sorry, but that that that's it. Like that that is the the asshole. Will was so pissed he knocked his mic or something. It's um infuriating. I didn't enjoy that part. I like Spike's family, but you just don't kick dogs. That that that, that is my Akitosoma award for this season. Mine are very vanilla, which is uh, Gene Pachi Ego. Get it? Ego, guys. Get it? Ego from Blue Lock, the main villain slash head coach, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I remember that guy. 
the winner is even more vanilla, which is Dio Brando from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Starlight what? Crusaders. You call him an asshole? Well, so, no, I mean, yeah, no, he does do some real fucked up shit. I get that. Yeah. So, ain't nothing new about these guys, but there you go. Those are my Akiko Soma Award winners. Really, you should you should give credit to Will's choice, really, because fuck that guy. I should also kind of be like a bit guilty because when I think about it, Vanilla Ice really did fuck up Iggy pretty bad. That was fucked up too, dude. Oh, and the, 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 dude, I kind of thought we talked about it, and we were saying like there are a lot of things that are really hard to stomach when watching, like you talking about fucking like like adolescent Jotaro being a complete shithead and cussing out his mom. Yet Dio Brando and Jin Pachi Ego beats out Vanilla Ice. You would. I mean, now, I mean, I have hey, no words. Nah, it, it's, it's just whatever, man. It's right? just what it is. All right. What you got? Now, the last one is um, usually just a more one-sided award, which is the, the well, phrase. No, 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 no. We're just going to call it the Higarashi Award given yeah. to uh, a word or a phrase. Awarded to me specifically, which is the word, phrase, error, that I either repeatedly use or mispronounce. Yeah. That has you've been you've been a lot better with your mispronunciations recently uh, uh, in terms of in terms of like actually pronouncing. I mean, trouble. it could be better. But there but is it... there is one thing that's uh, I I do want to hark on just a little bit because and this happens fairly often, not always, but fairly often. I have a, an award for myself on this. Do you want to hear that first? How about I go mine and then I'll, and then you go you go you. No, no. How about I go first because then it won't sound like I'm piggybacking off of you. Okay. I say this is interesting a lot. <laughs> like the well, most the most non-descriptive description of anything. Like yeah. well, you and I, we listen to the episode. It's like, oh, how's your, how's your day? Oh, it's fine. How's this good? How's the taste? Oh, it's all right. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it, it will. You see, it's interesting that you said that because um <laughs> what is so interesting about that? is that uh, I tend to say the words, this is interesting, quite a bit to the point where it becomes kind of interesting that I'm so interested in using the phrase, this is interesting. But go on, Will. What is your winner? So whenever I talk about you know, the rare instances where I actually watch an anime, within five seconds, did you watch it in times two speed? Dude, this is season one material, man. Season I mean, two material. Type it, it's bullshit. it's it's been happening again, but yeah, because hey, because you haven't had much time lately, and then whenever you said you watched a bunch of stuff, I get, you just had to make sure. You I just, just had, had to, to know. I just had to make sure, dude. Just, All right. Well, it, it, again, it, it has it has been a lot better than it used to be. In your your pronunciation for a lot of words, a lot of names have massively improved. So props and, to you. That's good. And it's to be fair person. to the both of us listeners, um, oh, thank you for the, the clapping. Um, we know we make those errors because we listen to our episodes, our own voices before we release them just I mean, to make sure everything is okay. I mean, these timestamps and edits aren't going to do themselves, right? They, Absolutely. We have to do this all behind the scenes. So this is now the d the end of our stupidish awards but not the end of the episode we still got some more time so don't leave yet we're not going on a break instead we're going to take 
another. Uh, I accidentally oh, promised dude, a double shot. You, uh, uh, if you're going to uh, sit out, you can sit out. I, I think I'm going to sit this you're, one You're going to need all your concentration for this, Jason. So. Fuck. This is our mystery, ca- uh, I guess, section category where traditionally speaking, believe it or not, we can actually call it a tradition now because it's the fourth time around, where uh, each uh, other episode one co-host would uh, be responsible for putting the other co-host in a kind of a quiz segment. Yeah. Like, for example, is this like a real shonen superpower or is it not? Uh, is this a real light novel title or is it not? What do we do for season three? Uh, Kickstarter. Anim- oh, I yeah. did anime Kickstarters for is this, you. Is this a real Kickstarter or not? Yeah. That one, that one was a good one. All so, right. Well, what you got? So... You 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 watched a lot of anime, and most of the time, most anime series are based or derived from Japan. So I thought it'd be a good time to enter you into a geography quiz and ask you about location. You or... know, I failed geography, you right? No, <laughs> like like no fucking joke, Will. Like I'm a double master's degree biomedical engineer, but when it comes to geography and world history, I fucked up, yo. You well, know that, right? It's not going to be too hard because they're all these are all going to be based on series that you have watched or know very, very well, and they're not going to. Oh, crazy. so in other words, Will, if I fuck this up, it's extra bad because, because you don't know your anime. I, exactly. <laughs> fuck you. Okay, let's go. Okay, so there are a set of ten questions with a bonus question at the very end because it's not really anime related. Oh, because you just have to make it a bonus. Fuck you. Yeah. Okay. There's always one. Like uh, now, there is a prize. And there's also not a non-prize. As in, like, if you don't get enough scores, whatever, fine. Like, I'll make the rules. Um, but uh, whilst I was in Canada, I did bring back a box of maple syrup cookies that I don't think you've had before, or maybe you've had, but you haven't had in a while. So we can have some of these at the end of this recording. So I'll go through the first eleven questions, the first ten questions, and then I'll go through the last one because it's not necessarily anime related, but gotta throw it in there. So question number one is focused on... Wait, 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 hold on. Is this multiple choice or not? Multiple choice. Oh, and thank God. I will allow you to either do... You it, give me a lifeline? There are there are, there are, there are several lifelines. Fucking what? <laughs> now, there's two types, which is one, I can give you a clue about the location, or I remove one of the options. There are three uh, choices for each uh, MCQ. So, question number one is focused on the novel series, and then add that into the anime series... Durara. Yeah. Which district of Tokyo is Durara set in? A. Shinjuku. B. Ikebukuro. C. Akihabara. Uh, B. That is correct. Congratulations. Very, very straightforward. The setting for Durara is set in Ikebukuro. Right? Okay. Done. Uh, the clue that I would have given you was that this district is also the setting of another anime that features many different gangs that aired in 2020, fall, and produced by Dokokobo, which is... Uh, it's uh, Tonkotsu Ramen. That's in Hakata. That's in Shit. Fukuoka. I'm talking about Ikibukuro Westgate Park. Oh. That really, really terrible... Oh, <laughs> shit. That was a really... I That's fine, even... though. It's fine, yeah, though. Okay, you got fine, the answer fine. right. Uh, you're right about... Uh, shit, that was Fukuoka. Anyways, yeah. Okay, question number two. Now, question number Numero two... Numero dos. Number two is about Jujutsu Kaisen. Which city is Yuji Itadori... From Jujutsu Kaisen from A. Saitama B. Sapporo C. Sendai 
it has to be from a boondocks. So the what was B again? Sapporo. Sapporo. Mm. And the first one was Saitaba. I think A. Incorrect. Shit. The answer is C. Sendai, Shit. which is the capital of Miyagi Prefecture. So you're one for one right now. Oh, I'm one for two right now. Yeah, fuck. Question number three. This one is going to be an interesting one because I think you should know the answer. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, don't put me on the spot here, okay? In the anime series, A Place Further Than the Universe, which location did the girls not visit en route to Antarctica? Is it A, Australia, B, Singapore, or C, Russia? I am not going to fucking answer that fucking question. Holy shit. <laughs> Getting my North Pole and South Pole mixed up. Fuck that noise. Now, I can give you a... I can give you a... Uh, oh, wow. Look at those wavelengths. I'll have to fix that. Um, uh, I can give you either a lifeline. This uh, is your fault, Will. Remove one answer. No, no, no. What are the three answers? A, Australia. B, Singapore. C, Russia. gonna look like a fucking idiot here but if i remember antarctica is up north not on the south okay don't you don't don't look don't look don't look don't look don't look russia is up top singapore is kind of to the left of hong kong a bit uh didn't go to singapore Incorrect. They actually feature a waterfront of the Marina Bay Sands where the Merlion is. The location they did not go to en route to Antarctica was Russia. They went south. Antarctica is in the south. You're thinking of the Arctic Circle in the north. God damn it, Will. You fucking did this to me. One in three. Question number four. Based can, can, on, can we just make it one in ten and just call it a day? We'll sort it out. Don't worry. We got some time. Fuck. Question number four is focused on a silent voice. Now, the setting of a silent voice is based on the prefecture the mangaka Yoshitoki Oima is from. Which prefecture is that? A. Gifu. B. Shiga. And C. Kyoto. I might as well just. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm taking two penadols known as aspirin. I give you a be, clue. The clue is, this prefecture is also where Mitsuha Miyamizu, the female lead of your name, is from. A mountainous and rural town. I don't, I don't know, Will. So, A, Gifu. B, Shiga. C, Kyoto. I don't know, Will. Just say A, B, or C. D, for these nuts. <laughs> Through these, these nuts bit in your mouth now. So A, B, or C? I ain't going to answer this fucking question. Just go I a. plead the fucking fifth on this one. I mean, I, I'm going to plead the fifth on We're not on the fifth question yet. A, B, or C? <sighs> just say a letter. Just, just, just say them again. A, uh, Gifu. B, Shiga. C, Kyoto. Uh, B. Incorrect. Shiga is the location where Kaon is based in. Uh-huh. The answer is A, Gifu. Sure. Number five. Question is about a garden of, the Garden of Words. The movie takes place in a very scenic garden in Tokyo. Can you name that garden? Absolutely not. The answers I have here are A, the Tonogayato Gardens, B, Kushi. Shin, Shinjuku Gion, uh, uh, Gion 
National Garden. Could be. Or C, the Inokashira Park. I have no fucking clue, Will. I'll give you a clue. I don't need one because I won't be able to answer it. The garden is situated in between two of the busiest districts in Tokyo, both beginning with the same letter. You're... You're you're thinking like I actually know the NTR like the N M the JR uh, JR I was I was using Hong Kong MTR. Well, is it is it Tanagato Tanagato is it Shinjuku Gion or is it uh, Inokashira? Bro, I don't know. You're gonna you're embarrassing the shit out of me. So I'm just gonna. These are hard questions. To be fair, then why did you make it so hard when you know I'm like I. B. Just uh, sh- let's say yes! Shinjuku. Yes, it's Shinjuku. Yes, you got one right. It is Shinjuku you, Gyo uh, you, National you, you Garden? You might need to edit that wave file on your end, there, yeah, buddy. Yeah, no, I, I'm just excited about that. Okay, congratulations. Uh, spoiler. As um, well. uh, listeners, completely coincidental, by the way. Uh, I just decided to pick B because it's the middle of the road answer. Get you got it? two out of five so far. Now, yeah, I feel the very last good one about myself. It's right not now. about specific anime movies or series, mm-hmm. but it's about a uh, director. Yeah, so, I see. Okay. Mamoru Hosoda okay. has made many, many a movie. Fantastic sure. movies. I'm sure. Yeah. Which of the following movies from Mamoru Hosoda did not have its initial setting based in Tokyo? A. Wolf Children. B. Boy and the Beast. Or C. Mirai. Boy and the Beast? Incorrect. The kid was crossing the Shinjuku crossing and entering the opposite world in the first five minutes of the movie. The answer is C, Mirai, which is based in Yokohama. Question number seven. Princess Mononoke yeah. is based on an island that exists in Japan. Really? What is that island? I have no fucking clue, Will. A, Yagishiri Island. B, sure. Yakushima Island. Checks out. C. Yoronjima Island. Sure, they all start with Y, but I'm asking you, Will, why are you asking me this question when I clearly do not know the answer to? <laughs> is it A, B, or C? Fuck it. Let's just call it A. Uh, incorrect. It's Yakushima Island, which, funny enough, I actually have been to before. It looks uncannily like like Princess Oh, Monday. that is a very, very funny observation, Will. Let's go on to the next question, if you will. Question eight. About mm-hmm. Chihayafuru. Yeah. The cast of Chihayafuru visit a beautiful, familiar Omi shrine prior exactly. to their respective yeah. Kurutsu competitions. They pay their respects and pray that they will win the finals. Where is the shrine located? Fuck if I know, Will. A. Otsu City Shiga. B. Kyoto City Oh, wait, Kyoto. A. <laughs> you knew. Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with O. Congratulations, it is. Yeah. Otsu City, which is yeah. funny enough, the home of the production of edible chrysanthemums. That was the clue I was going to give uh, you. I mean, I, somehow, I just remember that it starts with O, and I remember when the anime aired, and I think even with the third season, they had like cardboard cutouts and promotional material of the shrine to sort of... To you do know. the touristing stuff, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Fucking great. There you go. You got that one right. God damn it. Why did I know that? Question number you nine. You could have easily done the YYY or the OOO thing and really put me on the spot. But the second you went with B, I'm just like, fuck it. Just go with A because it sounds as an O in it. Fuck it. Yeah. Congratulations. Number nine. It's about Haikyuu. Now, yeah. Karasuno put up a valiant effort at the inter-high tournament before being knocked out in the third round by Oba Spoilers! It, uh, it was in season one. <laughs> in which stadium did that tournament take place? 
uh, uh, an indoor sports stadium, Will. Spoiler All three of them were indoor. A. Oh, shit. Sendai City Gymnasium. Mm-hmm. B. Sumida City Gymnasium. Or C. Tokyo Metropolitan Gymnasium. Uh, I would say C because they saw the Tokyo Tower. I don't fucking know. Incorrect. Remember, when he saw the Tokyo Tower, it was actually not the Tokyo Tower, but a different tower in Sendai. It was at the Sendai City Gymnasium. So, uh, listeners, I just need to emphasize the fact that Will thought ahead that I would say exactly what I just said. So he planted a trap. I mean, the kid even said it, too. So <laughs> what I'm going to do, listeners, and you can time stamp, time stamp this shit, not only because I'm, I'm a little bit inebriated, but because I'm just not having any of this bullshit, is that when the season five finale happens, I'm going to give Will the fucking... Bring on the flames, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Dude. Watch me squirm. Dude, it's it. I'm. You're not gonna squirm when it's like the California forest fires, okay? Dude, that's fucked up. <laughs> you get Smokey the Bear ain't got none of this shit. Well, you still got one more question. Let's bring it. No, no, no. Fuck it. Give me the whole shebang. The bonus one is one more oh, as well. well. Well, you actually kept track. Okay, got it. Question number nine. Yuru Camp. Name the lake that Rin and Nadeshko meet for the first time. The clue is... Can, this, I, can I say a park? I didn't have that written down as the answer, but... There you go. It's a park. Well, the answers I have here are A, Lake Motosu, B, Lake Biwa, and C, Lake Ogawara. The clue All I here, know is that it you can see Mount Fuji, maybe. Yeah. Funny enough, the lake is the westernmost of the Fuji Five Lakes. I don't fucking know what lake that is, but uh, I'll just say that that's like a half answer so like a half credit matosu biwa or ogawara why don't you be what its face away from me biwa is incorrect it is lake matosu uh, surprising surprising yep. response there lake uh, biwa is actually in otsu city to be Chicago. fair i'm kind of digging this despite kind of my uh tone of voice because i'm just being like will you're just you're just putting me on blast nonstop. But let's go with the next question. Maybe Will. I shouldn't have said that, like, you know, you uh, should know these because these are anime you've watched, but actually these are like, incredibly tough questions. Yeah, because <laughs> I've been to Japan recently <laughs> due to COVID, right? Because, yeah, Will. You watch a lot of anime, right? Yeah, you watch a lot of anime. <laughs> Will, uh, you're Chinese, so you know General So's chicken, right? You know why or you know who General So's is, right? Yeah, I also know P.F. Chang's, right? So. Yeah, yeah, because clearly those two people exist, right, with General So's particularly because he's a general, dude. General So's, the best only. The last question. They call orange chicken because it's orange, it right? It has chicken in it, too. It has right? chicken. Fuck Bro, crazy. blew my fucking mind. All Did right. you know that broccoli beef actually has broccoli and beef in it? It's fucking incredible. B&B? Uh, yeah, right, dude? It's not Bed Bath and Beyond. It's BBNB, dude. <laughs> Too many what? Bs. Uh, speaking of which, the final question is not necessarily anime related, but it is news related. So it's the bonus, yeah. We re- we reported uh, not too long ago, actually, that there was a uh, thousand year rock that was split in half and believed to be the rock behind the nine tailed curse. Naruto, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which mountain did that occur in? A. Mount Iboshi. B. 
Mount Nasu or C, Mount Fuji? A. I don't fucking know. Incorrect. It was actually B. Okay. Mount Nasu. What did I get? Uh, you got three out of 11 correct. God damn it. I wanted to get zero because then that would make me feel a bit better. Well, the ones you got correct were the Durarara question in that it was set in Ikebukuro. That one was easy. The Garden of Words did, in fact, take place in Shiruku Gyoen National Garden. That one was lucky. Uh, actually, funny fact here, uh, Inokashira Park is also featured in an anime. It was the park that GTO was featured in. Uh, and then yeah. the, one, the other one you got correct was, uh, well... Yeah. That was the only one that I was confident in. Jihayafuru. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, not bad. Yeah. Honestly, I did not expect you to get more than two. Because these are hard. But the fact that, like, Duraro was kind so, of like... So, you you knew that this was hard, yet you decided to still go with it. I planned this out, like, four months ago. <laughs> and, listeners, that is the end of our mystery segment that Will has put me to the test for... Stay tuned when I metaphorically fuck him in the ass for season five. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Will. After Dark episode 69, right? Oh, bro. No, that's a horror episode. (laughs) What are you talking about, my man? After Dark, After Dark. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Because things happen uh, after the daytime is uh, over. Fuck it. Okay, anyways. At the um, end of this episode, yeah. So um, that is the end of our first three traditional segments for a good anime palette uh, season four finale or just any finale awards uh, episode for that matter. Um, Will, do you have any honorable mentions or quick fires that you want to emphasize? I think I really need to get around to watching um, all these fall anime series. Um, I mean... um, uh, it, it, my, my 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 fucking Netflix keeps telling me like, are you gonna start watching Mob Psycho three yet? Do you know? Wait, that... have you actually watched Mob Psycho three? Nope. But I've watched the opening, and it's really so. Really so good. you've dare you've done the bare minimum is what the, you the the, the absolute and then you know me in openings. I don't watch openings, right? So, uh, I mean. You knew about the lyrics showing up and, in the opening title, so I should have at least suspected as much, right? Yeah, and also the fact that I still haven't finished um, Stone Ocean for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but I've already read ahead in the manga. So uh, I'll be honest, I was telling Will, I'm still behind from the spring. Yeah, as in like your boy coming. Have you finished Summertime Render yet? No. I haven't either. It's two episodes done out of fucking 24, 25, okay? Yeah. Will, cut me some fucking slack. I think by now all the episodes are finally out. No, no, they're they're all already out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't even finished watching Tatami Time Machine Blues. Yeah, I'm still on episode three. You're on episode four. Or three. Three or four. I don't remember, to be honest, which then probably means I should probably watch it from episode one again. Because it's just that kind of show that you really need to really know. I don't know. But what you do need to know is uh, our cleanup script. I don't know what you're talking about, Will. I ain't saying shit. After you fucked me. Thank you very much for grabbed grabbed my... Your metaphorical ass. And just like... And gave you a pounding. (laughs) No, 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 no. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. You know what you did? You grabbed your metaphorical fist, 
put it through my metaphorical butthole and worked my body like a ventriloquist. That's actually one of the powers and one of the JoJo characters. Oh, for real, dog? I, I thought that happened in season three. Well, guess what? It, it, it didn't. <laughs> I ended up curb stomping a bunch of animals just like Edward Norton. <laughs> just like Edward Norton did in that, uh, was it American History X, yeah. I think? Yeah, yeah. God, I, I, we're oh, going to get canceled based on what I just said in the past 30 seconds, huh? No, not at all. I mean, like, you weren't the one curb stopping animals. Edward Norton is. We, but also, don't cancel him, too. He's a national treasure. Uh, also, please don't curb stomp any animals, for that matter. We do not endorse that on the show in any capacity. Please treat all animals with respect, just like how you can treat our end housekeeping script with respect will because you clearly have not done any of it before but you can always reach us through our email gapallet at gmail.com will do you know how to spell that that is g-a-p-a-l-e-t-t-e at gmail.com did you know it was all lowercase and all one word i did oh good for you will you get a gold star for this did you also know that there is this kind of blue bird called twitter that is going up in flames due to elon musk it's basically a phoenix down at this point except it is only can go up because it's already down and out for ages but you can use the handle at palagood on twitter that's capital p and capital g all one word or through our JAP Discord using the invite link that it is in the show description. I just kind of said it is for no reason. We also have a website. We encourage you to check it out. I do put a quite a bit of effort. I am trying to update it. Uh, I do update it. I'm trying to add more stuff to it. Uh, but you can visit our website, www.adgoodanimepalette.com, all lowercase, all one word. Also, GoodAnimePalette.net for some reason I decided to just get that one too Music credits for this episode For the final time This podcast season Ninth Power Is our intro music by Henyo Our break music is Salamanca by Sarah the Instrumentalist And our outro music Is Golden Rules by Luax You can support the music artists that we feature By listening to them on Spotify Apple Music or other various music listening platforms. Our royalty-free music was provided by Epidemic Sounds, so if you're interested, you can always sign up using our referral link that is in the show description. Terms and conditions apply. Piece of shit, William wow. Wong, I motherfucker. Did, what you got for me? I did, not like imagine, argument. I did not imagine that to be as infuriating for you as it actually was. It kind of like pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, we good. Like, you and I, we're rock solid, as it will always be. But I did you dirty. But you did me dirty. Like, really did me dirty. Oh, and, man. Um, I, 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 I am not fearful for season five because I completely deserve it. <laughs> uh, Will, don't worry about it. No, no, I'll, I'll, Don't worry. I'll, I'll be it, sleeping fine for no, the no, next no. couple of months. You, you'll be sleeping perfectly fine because you know what? I, I'll treat you like... As if you're baby Jesus. I thought if you're, you're going to treat me like a dog. Nah, I ain't going to do that. You ain't no bitch. I ain't no Bond. I you ain't, ain't no, no Iggy. Bond. You ain't no Iggy. But you know what you are? An asshole. No, you are one half of the good <laughs> anime palette brotherhood that forms the good anime palette podcast. And yes, I did put you 
on the spot so you would expose yourself for no fucking reason. So I like in terms of like the yin and the yang, you are the white part, the holy part. I am the the darkness that completes the full circle. I see. I don't know anymore, Will, because when you got the handle Edgelord-sama and Fluffy-sama, I really thought that that was the way it was going to be for the rest of eternity. But, but really now... You're watching a lot more H shit than I am, and I'm watching, well, just as much fluffy stuff as you are. It's kind of scary, dude, how this is going to go. Who are we? What are we doing here now? We've kind of lost our identities doing this series. But just because we don't know where we are does not n- mean... We know where we are going, and we are going to go straight into Season 5 next calendar year. We are um, taking a, a short little break. Yeah, there's a very good chance that we're just going to chill from Christmas Eve to New Year's. Because really, guys, we really do appreciate guys, gals, whoever in between. You guys are listening to us. But uh, there comes a time and a moment when you should just spend it with your family and friends. Yep. Not saying we are not your friends, but just go outside. Just try to be more like Will and less like me. It's all about the three Fs this winter season. Family, friends, and fanime. <laughs> I wouldn't say FFA because that just sounds dumb, but watch anime with your friends and your family. And if not, watch on your own because anime is fucking great. I like how Will contradicted what I just said and telling you to go outside. But sure, yeah. Touch, go, go, go don't t- touch grass because fuck that bullshit. Go watch some 2D stuff because really 3D is not all it's hyped up to be, right? <laughs> fuck it, Will. Don't, don't touch grass. Jason clearly didn't. That's why he didn't do well in this geography quiz. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not the fucking only one, right? Because, you know... COVID is not a thing. Real life is not a thing. Work is not a thing. I'm fucking pissed off a bit, Will. The fact that you, you know, I, let me let me be honest. You keep fucking digging this hole, and all it's gonna do, you will come out on the other side. But I will be there with a gun to your fucking forehead and just double tapping you a couple of times, reviving you first with a phoenix down, man. Then. Double tapping you again. What have I created here? Jesus. <laughs> you created nothing, Will. That's actually the worst. When because there's nothing, nothing left. you cannot create something from nothing. But when there's nothing, Will, when they're at zero, you can start from anywhere and be anything you fucking want. Man, I wanted to end this on a very wholesome note, but clearly, like, we're not going to be able to turn back time on that anymore. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, welcome to the end of season four for Good Anime Palette Podcast. Obviously, this is not the end of the story and not end of the line for the Good Anime Palette Bros. Even though I can't speak much for Will's safety, but trust me, he will be confined in a room and able to record all future episodes for the foreseeable future. We do wish you a very, very happy end of 2022. Happy holidays and a very prosperous. You see that? I see. I I started uh, preposterous. Preposterous that you wouldn't think that we would wish you good lucks and good tidings on. uh, a good start for 2023. Let's hope it's a good one. We do have a lot of stuff uh, heavily, heavily planned out and in stored, even though we don't know the order of it. You know, things like the anime uh, adaptation primer, we've realized, uh, we've heard you guys loud and clear. 
and we are going to sort of continue that kind of segment as kind of a what we call episodic format clean up gotta watch them all will is going to start sao which is going to be kind of hilarious really and uh for better or for worse, we are starting episode five with a banger. With a crazy, dumb, amazing topic that uh, you will know soon enough. Will, is there anything you want to end 2022 with our listeners on? Happy holidays. Fuck COVID. Watch anime. Touch grass. Oh, yeah. And um, fuck you, Will. All right. Happy 2022. And fuck you, Jason. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you want to.